She's up early tonight. Over and over. All right. That is the theme song. St. Ricketts. What fire cannot burn. www.stricketts.com. New music coming soon from our favorite band. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is 8.02. It is Wednesday night. I've got a laptop right in my face with a camera on it, as does this lovely young lady to my right. So that means it is another live episode of The You Show. Yeah. Yeah. For the folks at home, I am Jeff the Shark Perini coming at you live on another great Wednesday night episode. Austin Wood in the house. Love you too, bro. Thanks Austin. for coming. Austin. Great. Evening with me as always tonight, the sister from another mister, the co-hostess with the mostest, the queen of the quarantine, oh no, the queen of the Philly scene, not the queen of the quarantine, forgot, and just the best damn looking face in all podcast, webcast, broadcast, the amazing Jewel Tady. What is up, Jewel Tady? Good evening, Jeff. How are we doing? We're doing great. Ricky Vaccaro in the house at Beauty and the Beast. It's not nice to talk about Jewel that way, but I do appreciate you calling me Beauty. And uh, Miss Connell Hope Bassana, good evening to you. She's become a regular, one of the Greenheart fans. She's become a regular to our program. We appreciate thank you it. So much. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you all for tuning in. So apparently the theme song will echo we again today. I, I'm still playing with the audio. We'll get it right one of these years. Um, Jewel, welcome. How are we doing tonight? Good. You know, Joey was in here listening to St. Ricketts, and she's like, she's like, I always think they're saying, like, fire cancer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, fire cannot burn. Right, but fire cannot burn. Is the thong- <laughs> He's been getting into, like, a lot of harder rock. <laughs> That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that yeah. at all. I seen her doing, like, a little side dance, too. <laughs> she jams out. My man, Brent Worrell. Good evening, Brent. Jefferson, indeed. That's my formal name, Jefferson. I got my brand new Slipknot t-shirt on tonight, Jewel. Nice. And it's metal. I'm going to wear a Metallica shirt. I'm like, you know, it's just not the night for it. (laughs) (laughs) It totally is not the night for it, which is probably why I'm wearing Slipknot. Anyway, uh, before we get started, huge, huge thanks to last week's guest, the ultra-talented, ultra-nice, and super-sexy group known as New Moon Junction. Brand-new music out this week, Jewel. I was jamming to it in my car, driving along, and I love it. They were great. Terrific interview, so thanks to those guys. Um, 
Oh, Susie Corey in the house. Hey, my lovelies. Talk about beautiful Canadian people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Her timing is amazing. I love her. I always I always comment and call her the cutest. She is. She's absolutely adorable. She's so, awesome. Thank you, Susie. We love you here at the Yo Show. Uh, speaking of people we love here at the Yo Show, tonight we got a great, great, great lineup, Joel Tatey. And we are going to start off with, at 8.30, singer, songwriter, dancer, a wonderful pop star uh, by the name of Miss Olivia King. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited for that, Jewel. She is adorable. She is, she just has an incredible voice. And the moves, I mean, wow. Whole package. She is the whole package. Purple threat. She is the triple threat. I'm super excited to have her come on with us tonight. Um, that is around 8.30. And then at 9.10-ish, 10 after 9-ish, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Um, I'm very excited for this because, Jewel, I have it on already. And the super soft, terrific smelling beard products brought to us by the Moist Collective. Oh, yeah. A product right here at Levittown. We're going to talk to the founder, creator, and mixing master, Jim Hutton. He'll be with us about 10 after 9. Jewel, I'm telling you already, the smell is fantastic. It's so soft. It's got a little glow to it, which you may not be able to see, but I am in heaven. I got the beard wash. Now, glow, is it like you see a little shine? Or yeah, when you're like post, listening? it's got some sheen to it. Sheen? Beautiful beard butter. I wonder if it works in hair. Because I just I just sprayed some, like, shine spray. I wonder, I wonder if they'll come out with a hairline as well. I wonder. It's not a bad idea. If, you know, uh, I've already had a few people ask. And, and Jim said that there's a, a special tonight for folks. So listen in. So there might be some kind of code or, or discount or something. But he said, you got to listen into the show and get that. A happy hump day to Patricia Cragen. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, she has an event coming up that we're going to talk about uh, in the upcoming weeks. Um, she, of course, is big into music. Uh, David Snyder uh, was with us on our uh, Christmas show brought to you by Patricia. Uh, so she's a great artist, a lovely individual as well. Thank you for tuning in, Patricia. We really appreciate that as well. We got so much to do tonight, Jewel Tady. And I'm going to tell you how much we got to do tonight. Tonight is such a special night that tonight you get to go first on our top five list because I forgot to write mine down. <laughs> oh, all right. You didn't even say anything about my background, by the way. Oh, it is actually really nice. Now, is this... Now, like, what have we changed? I, I know you had the, the W, John. Oh, there it is. You can't see it all. But it's yeah, gorgeous. It goes all the way down. Yep. So my, all my uh, little knickknacks behind me. And I, I got to it. open, I opened up all my pop dolls because I don't have that many. And I wanted to, like, display them because I couldn't see them. So they're out. I'll show them off later. I just, you didn't say anything. All right. I'll go first, though. I'm sorry. I didn't say anything because I just, <laughs> I, there was, like, so much to do anymore. What's going really, on? We just really pack ourselves in. No, um, but go ahead. Let's have it, Joel. Your okay. top, the top five uh, for the folks at home who are, like, we're going to do it without even saying what the list is. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I'm not, top I'm looking, five favorites. Top five favorite pop singing, dancing combo. So an artist that not only sings great, but dance is great. Very excited for this. They have to move. They have it's to move hard to do. like Jagger. Especially, you know, when you're in front of millions of people, you're supposed to sing and dance at the same time. 
I don't know how these people do it. I have no idea. I really don't. Okay. Um, I changed mine a lot because there's just so there's a lot of from. Yes. But number five, R.I.P. The late great Aaliyah. Mm. Aaliyah didn't even have to try. She was just so freaking cool that she just moved. I'm sure she just walked into a room and people were just like, watch her because she was that cool. But she sang like an angel and she did have some very complex chore- choreography in her vi- music videos, which I freaking, I was in grade school when, when she was out. So I, I knew all of her dances. Um, I love Aaliyah so much. Um, number four, another one I was mesmerized by as, as, a girl growing up was Janet Jackson. Holy shit. I knew all. Like, oh, wow. You, you just couldn't help. Like, when she came on, it was like, it was like she had the moves of Michael, but she sang like an angel. Like, she she just did her own damn thing. And, uh, yeah, like control and all that. I used to just watch her music videos and Michael's, but I'm, I'm giving Janet praise because I like her better. Um, number three. I saw this girl at the Penn State Orange Bowl in 2005 when I was a freshman, saw them win, and I couldn't believe she was the halftime show because I was such a fan. She's an amazing dancer. Like, she's just so flawless in her delivery, and, you know, she's from Atlanta, so she really, like, knows how to get down, and she sings. She sings. (laughs) Sierra! I love Sierra. Oh, okay, I'm wondering where you're going with that. (laughs) I love all her songs. Um, remember that song? Oh, Ludacris. Oh my god. My brother used to like play that song. Jet, he used to play that song. <laughs> but yeah, Sierra is amazing. Um, number two, even though people call her out for not maybe singing all the way, lip singing a lot, it's hard to do. But I think they pressured her into doing that because they, they wanted to. Like control her and sound just like the radio, but it has to be Britney Spears. I mean, the choreography and just she's just amazing. Every single VMA performance I had recorded on VHS, and I would rewind every move, every music video. <laughs> Love Brit, Brit, free Britney, free and Britney. number one, the woman who doesn't need to lip sing at all. She's got the body. She's got the moves. She's got the damn voice. Is Beyonce. I saw her once at Live 8, like, from very far away. Like, you know, so far away. Like, she was just a blip. But I can at least say I saw her and Jay-Z. Um, but, damn. Yeah, I would like to see her perform live before, well, when everything opens back up. I don't know if she'll tour again, though. So, yep. Mm. Terrific list. I, I got to go back to number four, if you would, because I told my mic is extremely loud, so I'm trying to adjust my mic volume. So oh. what did you have again at number four? My great apologies. Jan Jackson. Jan Jackson. Okay. That's a great list. A, a great list. I hope I'm not still screaming and feedbacking. This I don't ever understand. The microphone situation just one day got awful for me. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know. Just... You know, yeah, Patricia said Aaliyah and uh, Sierra. Oh, Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul's good, but I just wasn't. That was a little before my time. Like, I just wasn't into Paul Abdul. She said you can't forget Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott just misses my list. 
just misses my list because that's also very good. My top five, um, I started out with JT, Justin Timberlake. Um, I know we beat him up last week over his Britney comments, but the guy can still dance and, and he sing. He can dance. So Timberlake is my number five. Number four is Christina Aguilera. I've always been a fan. Uh, I like her dancing. I think her, her videos were, were pretty good. I'm a fan. Okay. No. Uh, see what hormones do for you uh number three of course is britney spears i love britney i love i love her moves uh top two were tough for me because number two is one of my all-time favorites the one and only shakira oh baby and number one jewel tatum surprises is not on your list number one is michael jackson michael jack no michael jackson i like john better than michael well I mean, as far as preference, maybe, yeah, but Michael was, like, the moves were just incredible. And the music was incredible. He was just an all-around awesome entertainer. Um, never got to see him live, unfortunately. But terrific singing and dancing. So, uh, Michael Jackson. Seeing that nice thing about this nice new beard cream? You look on even just give it a little brush. I thought, like, did the brush come with it? No. It's oh, okay. my wife's. <laughs> I've taken over all her brushes Boy. and everything. And she's like, now you're going to start using a hair straightener. Hair straightener. And I got moist. Oh, I'm good. Uh, oh, I was going to say for Michael, though, like that was more 80s. And, you know, I was a kid in the 90s. So I grew up on John Jackson's music video. And I learned like John Jackson dances. I mean, everyone knows Thriller, but. Sure. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't pick Usher. That's also a good one. I, I don't. Mm. Yeah. Mm, it's good. There's a lot of good ones. Sing and dance too. A lot, of, lot well. more good ones than I thought. Oh, you can see my sword in the background. I see it. Yes, you can too. <laughs> I like that very cool. much. Mine is just, you know, Funko Pops. The uh, Stormtrooper is actually finding his way into the picture more and more as I back up more and more. My mom wants to seal that Stormtrooper off you and give it to my sister. <laughs> I tell you what, man, this thing is like the goods. They're actually hard to find now. Like I went looking on YouTube, uh, YouTube eBay to see what they're worth. And like, yeah. you can't find any. Oh my God. I was looking up toys today. <laughs> Crazy. I just want, they have the Sailor Moon arcade game. They have it in this comic book shop down downtown. And I, I begged the guy. I'm like, please, how much? He's like, it's not for sale. Come on, dude. But it, it's all in Japanese. Like, you, you can't get it over here. So it's super rare. I thought you had it like that. I thought you had it like that. Wait till the Yoshio becomes big time. He's well, now, be- yeah. We're on the you know, okay. Yoshio. Maybe he'll I know. let me have it. We'll have to promote his show or, or, so, or his uh, shop or something. Comic book co- podcast. Kenny Shuffle and his three flames. Kenny. It's, it's like, I want to, I want to, like, make Kenny Shuffle t-shirts. It says, like, Kenny with three big flames on it. That'd be funny. The drumming extraordinaire from our band, St. Ricketts. Uh, hello to our last week guest, Barbara Lynn Dorn. She gave us a like. Hello, Barbara. My man, Mick Manhattan from uh, Screen Snobs in the House, Andrew James Bliner. We love it. Hello, Andrew. And, of course, the heart from Susie Corey. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Olivia King is our special guest tonight. She'll be with us around 8.30. But before then, we're going to play some music. Andrew, what is up? One awesome individual. Love Andrew. Terrific actor. we got to get him back on the show soon. Um, Talk about that new movie. Yeah. And a music right? video. And a music video with Aaron Paul. Like Aaron Paul's Aaron coming after Aaron, yeah. Yeah, not a bad idea. Hmm. What are you drinking? 
I am drinking um, Loso Brewing Company's The Hazy Dragon, uh, which you can now find at Trevo's Beer and Soda at 550 Andrews Road in Fisherville, Pennsylvania. Four packs now available. Very exciting. Good, wow. good drop-in. I forgot to type it out, but excellent drop-in. Yeah, now available in cans and coming soon to more uh, beer stores by you. And, of course, um, many great locations. Uh, keep this is w- for me. There you That's go. Awesome. www. Stop by and check it out. We got a lot of great beers. We actually have like a, a beer uh, dinner announcement we're going to make as it becomes official. A lot of big things going on, Jewel. Great lead in. Thank you. Usually I'm the lead in guy. That was dynamite. We appreciate it. <laughs> Exciting. It's a big deal, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, let's get to another big deal. I'll back off of my celebrity for a minute to uh, make some time for Olivia King. Uh, great singer. She's got two for us tonight. Uh, and the first one is called 20 something because yes, despite the, uh, innocent young face, she's actually 28, 28, 28, 27, 28, 27, 27, 27. 27. <laughs> 27. 27. So here is uh 20 something. Something. <laughs> this is uh, one of her songs, one of her newies. We're going to play it for you right here on the Yo Show as soon as I get it all set up because I'm still bad with the technology. But we're getting there. So uh, this is one from tonight's special guest here on the Yo Show, Olivia King, 20-something. Enjoy. We'll be back in a moment. I'm just 
Something by Olivia King, our guest tonight, who should be with us around 8.30 p.m. Jewel, I love her voice. Awesome. I love her voice, too. Um, the video came out a little scratchy for me. I hope it was okay for others. <laughs> others. Apparently not, because I'm getting feedback from uh, one of our loyals. and like, that eh, didn't sound too good. I don't know what is going on. With like music and stuff I share because I've tried like every avenue of microphone adjustment and the whole nine yards. We'll get it right. Ricky said he wants to be our, our sound crew guy. Stick yeah. with that because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna You're need hired. it. <laughs> but she's uh, I know she's hired. Uh, he's hired rather. That's why like I don't like when the guests are on at the same time. Now, I'm, I'm echoing now. I'm echoing. Now you're echoing. Let's take a look. Audio. Go echo cancellation off. Echo cancellation back on. Try it again, and uh, we'll get there. Um, I don't know. Good. I don't get how this just it just changes itself out of nowhere, which is awesome. Thank you to the good people at Streamyard for changing us on the fly. Uh, Jewel, I noticed uh, one thing backstage, hanging out is the Moist Collection himself. Jim Hutton, who gave me the two fingers and a little wave. Jim said he went to dial in early, kind of see how this goes. He's got a nice little backdrop, and his beard jewel is spot on. He's got a moist T-shirt and everything. This guy is ready to promote. He's got to sit through Olivia King and more bad audio, but then we'll get him out here. Jim and I have actually known each other for a long time, and he's like, dude, I never interviewed. I don't really know what to do. I'm like, yeah, just be you, dude. Act like we're at the bar hanging out. Talk to us about Moist. I did a nice little, I don't know if you saw my Facebook. I did a nice little post of my beard being spot on before I left the house earlier today. I'm loving it, man. It's true. It smells good. It's soft. It's easy to manage. The good, now you're never going to go back to another product. You're just going to keep no. this product. Why? Why should I? He's giving me it. Why should I? Don't. This right <laughs> here, folks. I'm telling you. Support moist, local. Moist. Support local, indeed. We're going to have the website. Uh, where to find it. You can buy it right now. I got mine um, kind of on the uh, the barter system. I traded some Loso beer for some beard products. Nice. I think the win is mine. Way to do it. It's awesome. Can't wait to talk to Jim. Great dude. Uh, and I'm very excited for him as well to have uh, his product being pushed. And uh, hopefully a few people have already asked. So get out there and support local. A um, couple topics real quick, I guess. Wow, you know what I forgot, Joel? 
<laughs> so upset. I forgot all my props. Today is Ash Wednesday. I told my wife I was going to ash myself. She got mad. She said, don't do that sacrilegious. I can't do that. But yesterday was Fat Tuesday, and I had all the beads and a funky hat and all to put on my Fat Tuesday outfit, and I forgot it. Aw. <laughs> well, you, you missed Fat Tuesday, so now God. we're in Lent, and I forgot I couldn't eat meat today, so I'm sorry. We all forgot. I had... Um, Salami and cheese for lunch, and then for dinner. Well, for dinner I had just sushi, so it wasn't that bad. I always forget in the morning. Like I always order, like you know, turkey sausage, egg and cheese. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm screwed already. I forgot mid afternoon. I gotta keep turning my microphone down. I'm like so, mic conscious now about being too loud, too soft, too ridiculous, too moist. Oh, yeah, she did mention Trisha Miranda. I am not very familiar with her. I, I watch all these videos. That. I know, bitch, better have my mind. I know that whole <laughs> Joey knows it too. Bitch, better have my money. Oh, Jade, Jade, uh, Chenoweth. Ooh. She's amazing. Holy crap. That girl can dance. I'm sure that got on the microphone. Um, real quick. This Saturday, uh, Jewel Tady and I are uh, going to make our way out to another one of those great charities, Love Thy Neighbor Community Food Drive, run by our good friend uh, Deb Metz. Uh, this Saturday, 10 to 1, 125 East Gillum Avenue in Langhorne, PA, the Langhorne Presbyterian Church. It is another one of those great food drives from the people that brought us the um, Bucks County Food Drive. That Jewel and I sat here for 18 hours of fun. Uh, they do a great job. So we plan on getting ourselves out there. Uh, let me blow it up here for you again. Uh, Love Thy Neighbor Food Drive, Saturday, February 20th at 10 a.m., 125 East Gillum Avenue, Langhorn, PA. Benefits, local food banks. So who doesn't want to do that, Jewel? Right now, a lot of people are struggling. Speaking of people that are struggling in bad times, have you been uh, seeing this Texas stuff? Oh, man. Weather in Texas and the winter storms. We got more coming on the way, supposedly Thursday and Friday. And again, on Monday, we're expecting more snow. Um, people in Texas have said, like, the roads are just frozen. Power going out. Like, man, what do you think of that? No water. They have these warming shelters where people are, like, taking their kids because their kids are freezing. This guy had his two little boys with him on the news tonight. And he said um, his... Thermostat read 32 degrees in his house. No running water. Wow. Nothing. Like, animals are outside dying. It's a freaking tragedy. And they're like, why aren't we more prepared for this? Like, I, I know it doesn't really snow down there, but, like, why is it so it's this way? A, it's a catastrophic, and they're, and they're not really used to it. One of our um, good friends at a show uh, Tina Marie Trippert from the Psychedelic Podcast is down there. And um, you don't see her online much, but she'll creep on and say, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're doing this. We're barely surviving this. No power this. Like, it, it's new to them. She doesn't have this, power? No. So this kind of tragic snow is definitely new to them. And But, you know, shout out and well wishes to the people out in Texas because it's scary, man. It really is. Like, it happens here for uh, – every once in a while it will happen here. And it happened one time for like a day, and my wife freaked out. She's like, "I'm gonna go to a hotel. I'm gonna get back out of here. This is a nightmare." But we survived. Yeah, that and that's like the most we'll get is like a day. Um, 
here um, in a different county than you, but my power goes out all the time, and it goes out of my work, like, I, I couldn't imagine, these, like, wind chills are, are 50, 50 below, so it's just yeah. insane. I feel you. So good luck to them. We're all praying for you. Let's go from no electricity to 100% electricity and power and presence. And that is none, none other than our very special guest tonight. Super talent, beauty, style, all wrapped up in one great package. It is the amari- amazing Miss Olivia King. Olivia, hello and welcome. Hi, thank you guys. Thanks for such the nice intro. <laughs> Uh, we are uh, very true believers in it. Thank you for coming on with us. Uh, the power of social media. I'm, I'm combing through uh, Instagram. I come across your video. I'm like, wow, this is just really great talent here. Reach out to your people. They responded right away and said she'd love to do it. So we are thrilled. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks so much for reaching out. Absolutely. Um, real quick, last night, um, as we do our research, we saw you on last night on your Instagram live. <laughs> and you were singing uh Jewel Remind Me. It's in the notes. Um oh, can't take my eyes off of you. Just like a free form of you singing and it's so amazing. Are you comfortable with that just kind of letting it out or because it was incredible? Oh <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I was probably just singing along to it because I <laughs> I was making an old timey playlist on my Spotify and um I actually performed that song at a high school talent show and so it always always reminds me of that. I did the Lauren Hill version of it on my talent show and I've always loved that song. So that's probably where you caught that from my live stream last night of me making an old timey playlist. Yeah, so me and Joe were texting each other and we're like, uh, I said, Olivia's on live. She's like, no, I know I'm there. I'm like, are you listening? She's like, oh, I'm listening. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. I tried to, I, I noticed in November that when I go live on Instagram, um, it really like pushes me out to more than just the audience that's following me. Um, so I've been able to really grow from just live streaming on my Instagram, which is pretty cool. So I see some of the some of the girls in here from my Instagram live stream in the comments. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I told them I was on my Instagram live right before I came on here. I was like, "You guys need to come over to the to my my interview that's on on YouTube and Facebook." So awesome! Yeah, Thank you. And, that, and that's helped our show, you know, extremely too. Like being live on Facebook, being live on YouTube, it's just a different experience when you can see it live, and then hey, it's archived. So, but uh, let's go back to the beginning. How how did you get your start in music? And um and and just tell us where you're from and, and your story. <laughs> Yeah, so I really started taking music seriously in 2017. I kind of got screwed in a bad business deal. And finally, I was just like, you know what? It's been years. Like, I've probably been doing this for 10 years. But really, once I started releasing my own original music was four years ago. And that's when that deal kind of fell through and gave me a kick in the butt like I can do this on my own independently there's so many people who have been successful that have done it on their own now with so- the power of social media like you guys were saying so um, that's when I really started taking it seriously I'd stay up super late trying to do my detective work and match up a Facebook profile picture to a Spotify profile picture and 
I was like doing my total investigative work to see who owned these Spotify playlists and curated them. And so that was the majority of my focus the first year of releasing music just to connect with these Spotify curators. So since then, everything's kind of snowballed from putting in that late night work. That's awesome. And obviously there's a lot of work, especially because you're, you know, you're a young lady, um, which makes it tough, you know, did you have a lot of uh, support from your family? Did, did they back you up in your project? Or uh, is it kind of like, you know, you, you kind of just grabbed it and ran with it on your own? Yeah, I mean, my family's always been super supportive. When I was going off to college, my mom said something that I don't think any parents ever said. And it was, "Live, you know, you don't need to go to college, right? I know you can do your music wow. without it. So why, why do you need to go? And I was like, uh not that I wanted a plan B. I always think that if you have a plan B, it differs from your plan A. So I didn't want to call it a plan B, but it was honestly just at the time I was 18. I wanted to do what my friends were doing. All my friends were going <laughs> to college and it just felt like the right thing to do. And I mean, looking back on it, I met so many people. I met my fiance, I met my best friend, I met my dancers, I met songwriters, producers, like all these people that have helped me get to the point I'm at now, like I would not be here without them. So the investment of maybe a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> worth it. But but I mean it's just, you know, uh, my parents have always supported me, but maybe not in the most conventional way. They've always pushed me to kind of, you know, go after my dreams no matter no matter how big, even though they've never been in the music business themselves. So wow. That's awesome. You know, right place, right time as well. And I guess the right decision. Question real quick about your fiance. At the end we played um well we'll get back to the song in a second, but we played twenty something. Is that an actual engagement proposal at the end of that or is that yeah, it was. It was the actual uh, footage from that. Which, wow, that's great. When I watch that video back myself, it always gets me like emotional because it's all of the high points of my 20s in that lyric video. And my, my mom called me the other day and she was like, I love the melody of that song, but it makes me kind of sad that you're saying like, you're in your 20s and you don't feel like you've done enough. And I was like, well, there's like two messages to the song. It's like the pressures that I feel throughout my whole 20s decade. And then it's also just like, when I say, let me have my moment, it's like, you know what? I need to let go of feeling all of that pressure and just enjoy the moment. And so there, there's kind of like a, I don't know, double meaning to the song, you know? That's all. Yeah, we apologize for the audio. If you're <laughs> Go ahead, Jewel. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, I'm just saying, no one talks about that. You know, they're always like, oh, when you hit 30, you know, you'll feel old or whatever. But really, when you hit like 25, you have this quarter life crisis. And I definitely had it. So I understand you completely. And I relate so much. Um, but I mean, you're amazing. Your music's amazing. You're so talented. Um, so you, you mentioned Lauren Hill and. And I, I know I've seen your amazing covers of some of today's <laughs> greatest. Um, what what would be like your, your favorite music to cover? And I wanted to know, like, what was the first time you went out and performed your own song? And how did that feel? Yeah, so let me let me think here. 
So the first time I went out and performed my own music was probably I got a gig to open up for August Alsina, who um, was like really big in the R&B scene right when he came out. And then he actually ended up getting like super sick. And it was kind of this whole crazy thing. And one of his last shows was actually one of the ones that I opened up for. And so that was just kind of a big foot in the door for me. And I remember I had four backup dancers for the performance and we would practice almost every day we would all get off of like our regular jobs and we would go to the studio and we would practice these dance moves and these songs over and over and over. And we were so polished by the time we got there, which was obviously the point of all of the practice, but it was just awesome to see it all come to life for the first time. Very cool. And, and you, you, you live by Boston. So you were in the Boston scene and then you, you made your way to New York. Um, how are the different scenes? Cause I know here in Philly, it's, it's, it's like brotherly love. Like everyone supports each other. Did you feel supported in the music scenes in both cities? Okay. I do. So I actually haven't done a lot of live performing obviously in the past year, but even before then, um, I was focusing a lot on the live scene at the start of my career in like 2015 to 2017. Then once I started releasing my my own music, I really was pushing hard on my social media. I was like, you know what, if I can get my numbers up on my social media, that's only gonna translate to the live shows. So I haven't focused as much on the live stuff, but to answer your question, I feel like coming from a smaller town, I'm from Rhode Island, um, being between Boston and New York City, it's actually kind of nice because there is that support. I was talking to one of my friends who lives in New York City and is also an artist, and I was saying, oh, you know, I always have this back and forth in my mind. Should I move to LA? Should I move to New York? Do I need to be there? Um, and he was like, you know what, Liv? it's actually better that you're in Rhode Island because everyone is competing out here. And it's not like you're getting all of that hometown support. Everyone is competing and it's not so much a support system. And I was like, you know what? I never really thought of it like that. And now just expanding on that, like seeing the power of social media, it's the best of both worlds for me because I can travel in normal times, travel if I need to, to LA and New York. But honestly, I have grown so much with my social media that it's allowed me to like hang out with my family and be a normal person, but then also be able to go on during the day and work and share my music. And so it's, it's honestly been the best of both worlds to be able to do this online as much as I've been able to. Yeah. That's awesome. And we, uh, Lacey, as we see in your lives and your social media, uh, with Instagram, you get to bring people in. And I've seen just people just get so geeked out and just so stoked. I mean, how cool is that? Like, how much do you love seeing this fan reaction? And at yeah. times you think, like, is that really for me? Like, are they that giddy for me? <laughs> I know. It's funny. So I started adding people into my live stream. I just did it randomly one day in like early November. And 
their reaction is just so cute because it's like you're really going that crazy over me like i'm not even you know anything huge and their reaction is like oh my god i'm talking to taylor swift or something but i mean that's just you know that's what i do it for it's like these little girls especially like those are the ones that look up to me and i actually had um some little girl's dad direct messaged me on Instagram earlier this week. And he was like, thanks so much for being such a good role model for my daughter. And I was oh like, that like messages like that make it worth it. Cause that's what I, I've been striving for as an artist is to be family friendly and be, you know, someone that these little girls can look up to. Cause there's so many artists out there. I mean, I love them like the Cardi B's of the world that, you know, we enjoy watching, but may not be the greatest role model maybe. Um, so I, I really strive to, to be that for all of these little girls. I, I saw I saw that little girl on TikTok singing your <laughs> singing your song and that's amazing. I mean, they know your lyrics are dancing along. Do you feel pressure though to 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 stay in that lane because it, it's a fine line? And even like you know, covering some songs like <clears throat> we we play you know everything, so we're like, oh, is this going too far over the line? Like, do you feel that pressure for yourself? Or I, I think there's definitely a fine line between like being my full self and because I'm not perfect, you know, I have slip ups, I swear. I, you know, I do things that maybe isn't the most role model-esque, but I try to be as much of my authentic self as I can be with, you know, still being that role model type. Because I don't think it's realistic to be like, oh, I'm this perfect person all the time because none of us are. So I try to just be my authentic self and have that reflect as like, you know, being a role model, whether that's good, bad or otherwise. It's good. And it is hard. Even, you know, even as, as simple as a program as ours, we get thousands of viewers and people say, you got to watch every word that comes out of your mouth. So no, me and Jewel tote the line. We tote the line with our guests. So yeah. it is hard. And like people do have to realize that you're human and things are going to happen, but your message so far is very good. Uh, I noticed and looking at your pictures, you're you're very um, you, you look youthful. Uh, you've got a very like you do. You got a very like like easy like nice presentation. But then the voice is like boom. Have you shocked people with the amount of power that comes out of your voice? Because I think it's incredible. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, one of like my favorite compliments that someone ever gave me was when I was at my college orientation, they had a talent show. And so they all grouped us into these groups and they were like, God, does anyone have a talent that we can do to try to win this? And I was like, well, I sing a little, if you want me to try to do that. And they're like, all right, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So I got up there and I, I sang a Mary J. Blige song. And afterwards they had like an orientation after party and this girl came up to me and she was like, Hey, I don't know if this is going to come out wrong, but when you were singing, it sounded like a big black lady and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? That is the best compliment I've ever gotten because I've always like looked up to those soulful artists that have just kind of paved the way. And I've been so obsessed with R&B and soul music ever since I was little. And so hard to say that my, my voice sounded like that. I was like, okay, I'll take that. That's kind of like one of the, one of the first things I picked up. Like I said, I saw you on social media and I see your face. I'm like, 
is that is that her voice like wow and then i just immediately just started looking more into it and it's amazing thank you <laughs> thank you so much um so who who is your favorite to cover you said you said lauren hill and mary j blige which are huge um or do you have like a particular song that you're go-to because i, I mean, mean my go-to is definitely killing me softly by lauren hill and the yeah. fugees so that, that's definitely a go-to and then i'm going down by mary j blige mm. is definitely a go-to uh, they're right in my zone right in my range so that's those are definitely the two i, I whip out when anyone asks me to do something yeah. on the spot <laughs> I, I can't sing those because people run <laughs> i think you should add that can't take my eyes off of you onto your list because it was really just terrific Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that that's another good one. I'll add it to my repertoire. Excellent. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, good. So I was going to say, like, because you're also an amazing dancer. Like, watching you dance is excellent as well. What was first for you? Did, were you kind of like just into the dance food and say, you know, I should sing? Or did you realize right away you could sing? And like, all right, now I got to get the moves to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly always obsessed with both singing and dancing. Um, I think they were just kind of synonymous and happened like at the same time. Um, I, when I was little, I always took hip hop classes and that was kind of the style that I gravitated towards. Um, so it just so happens that kind of my music fits that style of dance. And I don't know, they just kind of both happened at the same time. I have an equal love for both of them. I think my dancing is something that I don't practice as much, um, especially with the pandemic. I used to go and do classes, and so now that's that's kind of come to a halt. But I miss it so much. That the beauty of TikTok is learning TikTok dances and posting sure. them. And, and I gotta ask because I walk and lose my breath if I try to sing. How do you dance <laughs> and sing and? keep your breath is it unbelievable amount of conditioning that's got to go into all that honestly i think it is i um i heard beyonce say one time that she runs on the treadmill and sings and wow. that's her for her live shows and her tour so i actually listened to to that and i'm no runner by any means so i'll put the treadmill <laughs> up as fast as it goes for walking um and and do that so i was actually probably in the best shape of my life when I first started doing live performances because I got this gig that was four hours long and it was wow. dancing and singing for the full four hours. And we got like maybe a 15 minute break in the middle of that. And so that was just so much endurance. But I look back on pictures of myself during that time, like, oh, geez, that, that's why I was in good shape then. Now, now with quarantine, I think I've gained the quarantine 15. So. <laughs> Well, it's, it's so hard. It's been hard for everyone, especially our, you know, our entertainers. And this is this has gotten us through just talking and making sure our people are OK, all our local artists and everything. Uh, how have you dealt with it? I know, um, you know, you're putting out music, but did you feel more creative during that time? Did you like hone in your skills or did you get, you know, <laughs> down yeah. about it, too? Because it's a lot it's, of people that were kind of in my inner music circle at the time, 
did the opposite of what I did. And they were kind of like, hey, I'm not in a good mental space, which I totally understood. Um, I, you know, I want to step back. And it was the opposite for me. Like that was my therapy. And so every night during the beginning of quarantine, I would say to my fiance, like, hey, I'm going to go down in my studio. You can play your Fortnite. You can do your Zoom (laughs) with your friends, whatever you want to do. But like I'm into just creating my own beats and like creating things from the ground up and really just putting my all into my music because there were so many emotions that were going through my head during that time and I had never written about like anxiety or anything like that 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 I deal with and that anxiety was at an all-time high at the beginning of the pandemic and so I really just tapped into that and um you will probably see a pattern in my music uh, throughout last year, just with all the different topics that I was kind of touching on, whether it was anxiety or what was happening in the world with with race. And I just really wanted to tap into all of that and be able to look back at my music and, and listen to it and be like, wow, okay, yeah, that's what I was feeling during that time. So it, it was really a time that I felt most creative, which is good i'm fortunate enough to have a home studio you can see my my backdrop here so i got my little photos set up i have my recording studio off to the side here so i i invested in that a couple years ago and thank god i did for this (laughs) this purpose yeah yeah that's a key lesson learned too and uh take it from the osho and olivia king uh husbands wives and live together let each other go to their separate quarters and do their own thing me and my wife have survived that way she's like look go down do your show go in your man cave do your thing i'll be up here and it works people need their space especially in, in the creative field so that that's absolutely outstanding i, I um, think quarantine was like a make or break for relationships too because <laughs> you are in your house 24 7 with someone and there's no getting away but we we've actually worked from home for years together and we're lucky enough to have like our own offices in our house but when right. we first started out we had a roommate that actually lived in this room oh, and wow. So we had, we shared an office upstairs and it was just a lot harder. It's like you get on a call and they're right there listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, ugh. <laughs> you gotta, it's like so healthy to have your own spaces. Sure. You know, whether you're in the best relationship or not, it's just healthy. Yeah, my, my wife likes to take her conference calls in the kitchen. So I'm kind of part of the act now. I'm cooking bacon and eggs and her people are just watching me in the background in my pajamas. So oh my God. I get it. Um, but yeah, the quarantine's done some good things. Uh, I got closer to my wife because this giant beard is a is a COVID project. I didn't have this before. And that leads to our guest that comes on after you and, and Jim. So everybody's happy. Everybody learns and, and becomes <laughs> pretty new people so, yeah, thanks to COVID. Um, question I had to ask. Um, I don't know if you're familiar or if you watch. A lot of people have been watching the Framing Britney Spears. Yeah, uh, It's something very big. Have you ever had the fear of, oh man, I could actually be to a point where I get so big that my life will kind of not be my own. Uh, I might be engulfed in a world that's hard to handle. Have you ever thought of that? And how do you think you handle it? Yeah. I mean, my mom always says the line normalcy is underrated and that's definitely <laughs> well, what people strive to be to that point of fame. And then it's like, you get there and you're like, holy crap what is this like you are never left alone and i 
I mean, I could totally see how she absolutely lost her mind. Like these people will not leave you alone, no matter how many yeah. times you beg and plead them to just leave you alone. Like it, it's, I could, I can see absolutely going nuts with that. I can see how she snapped and I don't blame her to be honest, but I mean, you, you say, okay, yeah, maybe that's what you signed up for, but I don't think anyone's ever really prepared for that. Um, for me, I always, not that I wanted the fame, but I just want my music to reach as many people as possible and help as many people as possible. It's not so much for me about, you know, having all these people know me. It's more like having people know my music. Um, and it's, you know, it's always been something in my mind of like, if that were to happen, how would I handle it? And I think if that were to happen now to me, I would handle it a lot better than if it happened to me at such a young age. I think it's really tough for these kids to handle that. And unfortunately, you just see it with all of these like young child stars. It just gets to them. I mean, it, how can it not? So I, I feel like I'm at a place right now that if something like that were to happen to me, I think I'd be in a better mental space than if it happened when I was, you know. 14, 15. That's great. And it makes a lot of sense. That's why I waited till I was so old before I did the yo show. Cause I can't even go out and get a sandwich now without people just tackling me. Well, maybe not. <laughs> well, I, I want to say your vlogs are so cute and like it all ties in because you're an independent artist and you have control, you have control over um, your, your, your vlogs too. And what, what people see, how much of you they see. Um, do you find it like crossing in too much? I, I mean, I don't mean that. Like, do you find like, oh, maybe I don't want to film this or not today or just not feel up to it? And um, I, I guess like what what would be your advice to someone who did want to become an independent artist just to have that control over their business? Yeah, I mean, that's everything. For me, I would film my whole entire life and I have no problem letting everyone see everything. My mom, on the other hand, likes everything super censored. I don't want to throw her under the bus, but I mean, that, that is, she would prefer to put out a, you know, nicey, nicey picture, but like, I wouldn't mind going full on Kardashian and letting <laughs> everyone see everything. I don't care. Um, and so that's why I like doing these little mini vlogs. I also feel like p there's almost like a disconnect with musicians because not many do stuff like that. And you only see them as a musician and an artist and you don't really see them as like a normal person and what they do on their, you know, regular weekly life. So I thought it was cool to just be able to share everything with people. And I mean, obviously there's things that you want to keep private and maybe there's just special moments that you don't want filmed and you just want to be able to enjoy. So I'm very conscious of like not whipping out my camera when maybe people don't want to be filmed or when, you know, it just doesn't seem appropriate, but I try to just kind of do it on my own so that people can enjoy my daily life and what I'm up to, but not be a, you know, a burden or, you know, awkward whipping out the camera at any time. Well, you, seem, you seem so chill. I guess my, what I was getting at is uh, people who vlog, 
um, I hear a lot of them say, oh, I feel pressure to like put out content every day. Or if I don't do it every week, like I'll fall behind and then I can't edit. And it's just yep. a lot. But you just seem like the best person. You have <laughs> the best head on your shoulders. Like, yeah, I mean, I could watch you all day. And this is just good old wholesome fun. And you're a powerhouse. And and it's just, it's all great. But that's, that's what I'm getting at, like the pressure. It's definitely not easy, but I'm the type of person that I love what I do so it doesn't like that's my fun creating these vlogs editing them like that is fun to me so I don't feel as much pressure to be like oh I need to post this or you know I need to do this I need to do that it's more just like it's fun for me so so I do it as much as I can Great, great way to just, go about it. <laughs> yeah, just such terrific answers. And, and like Jules said, a great head on your shoulders. Uh, one question we like to ask everybody that comes on the show. I know we got like a minute or two left. But I love asking this to everybody because it's so big. Uh, tomorrow, the biggest person in the world, whoever runs the planet, says, all right, everybody, take off your mask. COVID is over. Get back outside and let's do life. What is the first thing Olivia King is going to do? Oh, that is a good question. I mean, I haven't traveled. I haven't been on a plane in over a year. Um, So I would love to travel. I feel like this whole past year, I've been really fortunate to kind of grow my fan base. And it would just be awesome to actually meet some of these people that have been following me for the past year. So I would say to travel to places where, you know, I can meet all of these people who have been riding for me and supporting me this whole past weird year. <laughs> That's awesome. And as expected, a terrific answer because everything is right on point. Definitely uh, a lot of class, a lot of true belief in yourself, which is awesome. We have now become big fans. We'd obviously like to invite you back when more music comes out if you'd like to join us again. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you guys so much. Sure. Uh, Let's get some places to find you. www.oliviakingmusic.com. You can uh, like her on Facebook. At Olivia King. Follow her on Instagram at Olivia King Music and some great music all over Spotify, Apple Music, every streaming site available. Watch her videos on YouTube at Olivia King. Definitely worth a terrific singer, dancer, artist, performer, and a world class individual. Uh, <laughs> until next time, be safe out there, of course, with all this, and we hope to speak with you again very, very soon. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. It was so good to meet you guys. Likewise. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Olivia King, everybody, uh, our very special guest tonight. And she was terrific, Jewel. What a lovely young lady. Very well spoken at all the right answers. What do you think? She's adorable. She's she's so great. I, I felt bad because I was stumbling on my court. You know, Mercury's, <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde. So... Yeah, sorry, sorry for the questions. I'm like, why can't I just speak normally? She's amazing, Olivia King. If you haven't heard her music, go out there. We're gonna we're gonna play another song, right? We are absolutely. We have Weekend Lovers, our next one, and again, all the uh, sites down the bottom. www.oliviakingmusic.com. Like her on Facebook, Olivia King. Instagram at Olivia King Music. Oh, and she came back to comment and thank us. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. What a doll. I mean, just terrific. And, uh, you know, let me comment, of course, that we thank you because we love our guest, Jewel. We are now um, episode 138. I think we're 138 and oh, with amazing guests. That might change about 10 after nine when we get uh, Jim Hutton in there, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll see what we can do. Jim uh, Hunt will be with us from within a few moments, of course, from uh, the Moist Collective. That's going to be a whole other show in itself, ladies and gentlemen. Believe me, <laughs> get prepared. In the meanwhile, we will play one more from Olivia King. It is called Weekend Lover, and of course, Jeff has to do all his uh, magic here to make it come up. All right, get it right, Jeff. <laughs> I know, right? Did Jeff just say all oh, is magic to make it come up out loud on the air? That's what she said. That's <laughs> absolutely terrible. <sighs> Good gracious. I don't know how. <laughs> Joy, I give you a crown. I don't know how you deal with me every week. I can't even deal with me every week. Uh, all right. Okay, so we're going to play this right now. Weekend Lover, let's try with the... Um, in a few moments on the OSHA.
that was our very special guest from this evening, the beautiful and talented Miss Olivia King with Weekend Lover. Um, good and bad, audio-wise. <laughs> Great song. But, uh, yeah, just um, just awesome. Terrific performer. I got to tell you, you know, for every negative that social media has, and everything, oh, social media does this and everything, it's got a lot of positive. And um, being able to find great talent like that to have on our show is one of those big pluses. I keep belching tonight, Jewel. Belching? Belching. I don't like, see, you know, with the next guest, most females have a problem with that word. But there are certain words. I mean, that one doesn't really affect me. I could take it or leave it. But like, I don't know. Belching is just a nasty <laughs> word. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess it's kind of a of, of a nasty word. Belching. I could say bur. I I think belching is a little more classier. Which I, I mean, not classier. I mean, it's disgusting. But <laughs> you know, I, I always think belching is a more proper word. Mm. Um, we wanted to welcome. Tiffany Mosher, one of our former favorite guests, watching in. She had another interview tonight, Jewel. We were her first. Very sweet. But she had another interview tonight, an hour long, and she's like, sorry, I'm late, but a little, little side text thing, keeping up with Tiffany. She's now, uh, she's like, um, it's like one of us now. She's one of our yo showers, and we love her. I like watching her play guitar. Very cool. And, um, you know, we, we love her, and we thank her for tuning in. Let's get down to it, Joel. I was going to do the, the beard comments, and I'll throw some beard comments. Before we get Jim on it, because i got to show him some of these comments, because obviously I asked the ladies, all right, who likes beards and who doesn't like beards? And luckily, my wife likes beards, because this became a big project of mine. And we had it on Facebook, and i got to tell you, 82% of the women asked are pro-beard. 82%. Pro-beard. Um. Some like a little variety, some like a little shorter, some like it longer, some like, you know, all different brands, but they all say the same thing. I want it soft. I want it comfy. I don't want it sticky and smelly. <laughs> and I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, I, Joe, I did the whole routine. Like, well, Jim will tell you his plan for it when he comes on, but I did his plan. And then I kind of went over my wife. I'm like, I'm leaving, honey. Excuse me, a kiss on the cheek. And she's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're smelling it. Absolutely. And she loves it. And that's great because it definitely does help. Because beers can be disgusting. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hygiene is number one. Keep that shit kept. Exactly. So, like I said, we asked um, several audience members. And 82% came back and said beard. 18% said no beard. They are now being defriended on Facebook. I uh, will right say now, beer, show. Yeah. beard or no beard. Hmm. It just looks so good. Are, See, you, are you it's a beard? Face. It's the face. You gotta have a nice face. Thank you. I appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> you just said it. Uh, so some of these are just great. And the first one was by uh, <laughs> this girl Ashley M, who says, "Yes, give me a man with a nice beard." Hashtag panty dropper. Hence my man's nice beard. I love how we went from cute little Olivia King to now <laughs> this is a nasty conversation. <laughs> And I, I said, I said, can I use your comments? She said, oh, absolutely. Hashtag handy dropper. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, cleanliness, you know, number one. There there comes a point where I'm just like, all right, cut it. Like, so my, that's just me personally. That's my personal preference. Should I cut? Like, I just, 
Watch, like I said, with all man, I don't really care. All these great new products. Look how nice and easy the brush goes through. And I'm not your man. I'm your man every Wednesday night from eight to tennis. Stop it. You know you love me one day a week. Now it's got to be Actually, today's week. We dancing girl. Oh. <laughs> so we all right before she dances, let's turn off our dirty comments. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to always speak. tell the people. Tell them. Like and subscribe, and if you want any more, comment down below. She's the best, best spokesperson. And if you don't all subscribe, time. um, all your chips will get stolen by me. Yes, she's a chip stealer. <laughs> does she oh, like? Does she like beard products? <laughs> Gotta get her a beard. Um, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, our own Tiffany Mercer said, Hell to the yes. A beard is on my list of must haves. Really? Must haves. I, I mean, my sister in law, my sister in law, with the best phrase, beards are the new six pack. Dad bods and beards. Even though she's not I'm afraid. not anti beard. I just, I, I won't hate on someone if they can't grow a beard. Let's just say that. I was shocked. This is all new to me. I never knew. And uh, of course, Maria Daniels, our, our great friend, just killed it with the man. Can go That's from a true. solid I mean, two to a solid eight with a nice beard. Yeah, like, what are you covering up? Like, it, it changes the whole chin game. <laughs> your, your jawline. You can sculpt your own jawline. And there's some I, bad beards. <laughs> so, uh, I yeah. have to have a it chin could do a lot game. Of good. Jesus Christ. You learn something new every week. Apparently, I need to have a good chin game. Um, no, like one woman said, I love my husband's beard. I just miss his face. I don't think my wife will ever say that. The more that's right. covered, the yeah, like sometimes better. you're like, oh, that's what's hiding underneath all that. And a certain fellow's wife came right out and said, I love beards. And we're going to meet that guy right now. And he is the creator of the Moist Collective, a brand new product line of uh, beard stuff. Because let's face it. Whether they love them or not, beards are in. Beard is uh, is where it's at. I love mine. I became a big fan of it. I love the product. Uh, before I bring them on, I want to bring up the links and everything down the bottom so everybody can read them, and there they are. So let's welcome them. The creator of the Moist Collective and one of the coolest son of a bitches on earth that I have ever had the pleasure to know, Mr. Jim Hutton, ladies and gentlemen. And now you're lying. Now you're lying. But thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having That's me. Cool. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. And I got to tell you, your beard is spot on my friend, mm, little Spartan going on there. <laughs> I like it, man. So listening. let's get right to it because I know you. You're always creative. You're you're an entrepreneur type spirit guy, always looking for for something big, and you love creating your own product. What got you into beard products? Because so far, home run. Uh it's actually a little bit of a long story, but I can make it a little bit short. Um, yeah, we got time. Moist, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> The Moist Collective actually started out as a detail uh, product, like a taking care of your car, oh, okay. a car product line. Um, you know, and, and in the development, uh, me and a business partner of mine, um, he went through some personal stuff. So we decided just to hold off. Uh, quarantine happened. This happened. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was buying multiple products. I didn't like any of them. I did a lot of research. And decided just to develop my own products. Um, the hardest one was actually the beer butter. It took me about almost a year <laughs> to figure wow, that one wow. out. Wow. But, um, you know, yeah, I just decided to do my own thing. Like a lot of people... 
during quarantine have done a lot of ordering. And like myself, I, I mean, I tried a ton of different hair products. Like, was there just a point where you're like, maybe I like this one, so I want to find out what ingredient is in that? That I mean, for uh, me, like, castor oil has been a lifesaver with hair growth. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's just my go-to. But So that that's in the beard oil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is in there. So the, the beard oil blend has, like, seven different oils, uh, one of them being castor oil. Uh, there's jojoba, there's argin, there you go, he's holding it up right there. Um, but basically they all uh, promote a healthy beard, uh, they moisturize and soften, and they eliminate, or at least help eliminate, frizz. Um, so that's the beard oil aspect of it. Um, the beard butter is a little bit more complicated, um, but you know that took a while to get. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jewel, for you, I'm sure you use like a lot of shea butter. Mm -hmm. uh, like for moisturizing or anybody in, in general, but usually the, the ladies like the shea butter. Um, the problem with shea butter is in the warmer temperatures, it basically just melts. Um, try putting that in a jar and selling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to come up with some kind of a formula involving other butters too. So it wouldn't just melt at 80 degrees, you know, um, and also condition and strengthen the beard as well and smell good. Uh, so that was the hardest one that, that, that was, and I'm super happy with, with what we came out with, but, but yeah, it was picking what is basically the best products or carrier oils for our products was just research, you know, whatever was good for your hair, whatever, um, basically strengthened your hair and beard. Is really what I should be saying, but basically it's hair. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it, it was extensive. I picked seven of them out that I think are, are a pretty good blend. Um, Jeff, you will look like an Adonis in about two weeks. So if you only have it for about a day, <laughs> you got to give it a couple of weeks for everything to get used to everything. But yeah, it's it, you'll be happy. It'll be much softer and and you'll be like a Spartan soon. I can already see it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> she said it needs a little bit of a trim, but I'm like, well, that's where the length comes. You gotta from. let it grow first. You gotta let it grow yes. first. Like I got my hair cut today, so he kind of butchered me. I'm usually a little higher in here. Well, Jesus, my hands are like all crooked here, but oh, yeah, I'm usually yeah. a couple inches higher. Yeah, I'm usually a little couple inches higher in in, in the jawline. But yeah, it is what it is. But but yeah, you gotta let it grow. Let the products work, and then you can figure out what you want to do with your beard. It's amazing, like, oh, just going back to oil real quick, but the castor, mm -hmm. how, how quick it works. But I also use coconut oil, but like you said, that melts if you have it in your bathroom yeah. or whatever. So um, have you had any ladies steal their man's products and use it <laughs> on their head? Would you recommend that? Uh, I, I'd stay away from it. Okay. <laughs> Not that it's going to hurt anything, but your man's probably going to be mad because you got more hair in here <laughs> than we have on our face. <laughs> At least... Most of us, <laughs> but um, no, the, 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 uh, the beard butter. Uh, so you have your shea. So we use shea, we use um, mango butter also, and we have cocoa butter. The reason why I went with cocoa butter is because it's a little bit more firm and it has a higher melting point. So the whole being in a FedEx truck being delivered or USPS truck, I don't, I don't want the customer to receive the product melted, even though it's an easy fix. It just goes into a fridge for 15 minutes. And it's good, but I, I'd rather them just get it 
as as best as possible, you know, upon receiving, you know, their their the product that they purchased. So um I wanted to make sure that everything was spot on. So I'm pretty happy with it. Um and nothing but positive reviews so far. So I'm happy. <laughs> that's, that's good news we like to hear. I gotta tell you, um I usually uh would get a shampoo and then an oil and think that you got to set it with oil. And then when you turn me on to the butter and it's amazing, I opened up the butter yeah. today, Jim, I stuck my fingers in there and it's just like perfect, like nice consistency. Yeah. And you're rubbing your hands and real quick. It melts and becomes like a, just like a solid that you work through. I'm telling you, it took me yeah. like a half hour just to have fun with it. And <laughs> I, I came downstairs and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, as you ladies say, I'm putting my face on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just describe the routine to us. What, what's the best way? Nail all three uh, products. I mean, give people an idea. Yeah. I mean, everybody's different. I mean, I've talked to guys that do things a little differently. My, my personal routine is obviously, you know, I'll just go by the morning. Uh, so shower. Uh, obviously. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically shower, um, I'll, I'll wash the hair first and then I put the beard wash in the beard, um, lather it all up, build it up to a nice foam. I'm sure you've seen how foamy and rich and lather it can get. Terrific. Uh, so basically rinse it out. If you use a lot of beard products, um, Sometimes I do. I'll use the beer butter a couple times a day, depending on what, you know, the humidity levels, that kind of stuff. Um, I might use the beard wash twice. Uh, but then basically I just rinse it out. Shower's over. As soon as I get out of shower, everything's basically towel padded. Um, I don't rub it. And then I put the beard oil in. And then I kind of go about the routine of my day for about five or ten minutes. Uh, run back in. And that's when I basically do my hair and then I put the beard butter in. So what the butter does is you, you need the beard oil basically to basically sink in to the hair follicles or whatever you want to call it to basically do its job. It's not going to work right away. So you got to give it five, 10 minutes, half hour, whatever you want to do. Uh, the beard butter is a heavy conditioner, but it will also tame it and shape it um it's not a beard wax it's 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 definitely not a high hold it's it's a lighter maybe medium kind of hold um very rich thick um but it does melt very fast in your hands and then that's what we use to tame it and then i'm out the door uh maybe when i come home from work uh, you know depending on what i did that day uh usually it lasts all day but if i want a refresher i'll just put a little bit more oil in uh at the end of the night if I take another shower, then it's just just the beard butter. Nothing else goes in after that. So that's basically my routine. How long do, does a kit last? A, a normal person um, using like daily use. So the beard, I would say the kit you should be able to get about two months out of. I would say. Oh, my um, wife said two months. I'm like a month. She's. I used a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm I, gonna I, I do too. Bad, yeah. I do too, but I have I have an abundance of it. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I would say too much. You don't you don't need a lot of the oil. Uh, just some several drops. Um, even if you use that twice a day, I mean, it should still last you almost two months. That's good. Awesome. The beard oil might stretch, or I'm sorry, the beard butter might stretch to three if you only use a little bit. So, so how many females are mad at your name? <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, so. <laughs> 
to hate a word just because it's a word <laughs> is kind of why that's the name. <laughs> you know, nice change. Nice yeah, I know. I, it's a, you know, but right. um, I've only had so since the launch, I had one, and it was actually a buddy of mine's wife. So she said he couldn't come up with a better name. She was joking, but <laughs> I still replied to him and said, "Well, now you're getting a free shirt because she's going to have to live with that <laughs> every time you wear it." <laughs> Oh, that, would, that would take a lot for for a chick to wear that. <laughs> uh, the wife wears it. <laughs> I'm nothing against the word for, for the record. The word yeah, I mean, there's, nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with the word. And, and to be honest with you, it when we started it as a as a, as a car product line, I thought it made sense. It actually makes more sense now, <laughs> and I believe things happen for a reason. And and, and I'm actually really glad that I chose to go with this name instead of, you know, Jim's beard oil. You know what I mean? Um, I <laughs> yeah. You know, mountain, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I, I just think it's a catchy name. It, it raises the eyebrow to some people. And I don't mind talking to people about this <laughs> on, on social media. <laughs> the word aversion comes up a lot. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you hate a word just because you think it's dirty. It's not dirty. Yeah. It's somewhere yeah. between dry and wet. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're really you're not helping the kids. Oh now now she hates the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now I changed my mind. <laughs> but uh, and it but that's the thing, it is it is catchy and of course being catchy and grabbing somebody's eyes what it's all about. Like yes. before we had a name that was okay but a lot of people had the name and it was the stoop and people were like I, I don't really get what it's supposed to be now we're you know we're philadelphia based uh we do a lot of local stuff so yo is an identifiable word and people that aren't philadelphia are like what is yo i'm like that's what pa is all about like yo like it's an expression so i get it definitely yeah. it is big in, in the creative part of it um who came up with it you were the, you were the missus uh the name yeah uh, I mean, honestly, it was it was me and a buddy. Um, but it, it wound up, yeah, it wound up just being me now. But I mean, that's fine. We we, we will cross that uh, car product line again. Uh, hopefully, within the next year or two, might still be called Moist, but it won't be the Moist Collective. It might be like Moist Car Care or something like that. But um, it's just it's a great name. It is. I, I, I'm sorry, but it is. It's great. <laughs> I gotta be honest, like conversation. Like when I wear this shirt, right? Like yeah. old people hate me, but other <laughs> than that, it's a conversation starter. Like, what is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and now it's a little bit easier to explain in, in the beard game than it is in sure. the the car product game. So, yeah. I saw you backstage. I'm like, man, he's got the wall post and the shirt, and he's. <laughs> I tell you what, honestly, um, like my. My beer company, Merloso, it basically stands for Lower Southampton. I mean, if yeah. I had to call it, I love dirty whores or whatever, and it sold, my wife would be like, all right, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so well, this makes sense to his product, so, you know. No, know <laughs> that does not make sense to my product. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, Jeff was using a huge barrel brush earlier to comb through do you do you recommend a, a certain type of brush for a beard or does bristles matter so uh, i stick with more of a comb um 
Actually, I have one. Actually, it's right here. So I prefer that kind of comb. Can't okay. Snakes it. So that's what I use. I also have another one where it's like big thinner thing. bristles on one thigh, one side, and then thicker bristles on the other. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really use a brush much, but mine's not mine's not real um, like coarse. So I don't I don't really need a brush. Uh, so I just use the comb. That's just that's where I need to be. <laughs> right there, you go. It'll Do you think there. you would add that to to your kit, like yes. online, like a cool kit? Oh. Cool. I just got one thrown at me. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my normal morning routine. Is this okay? And then the other one is basically I keep it in my back pocket, and that's what I use during the day. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I always have the softness. We we are going to incorporate combs, you know, brushes, albeit, and and obviously more scents and more scent profiles, and and more uh, male products. I, I want to get into like hair pomades and stuff like that too. So that's awesome. Uh, the one that I have here is uh, called the Modern Man. Amber, bergamot, and sandalwood. Um, yeah, that is the one there. And I, I gotta yeah. tell you, man. I like I said, I just opened it up yesterday. I'm like, oh yeah. And she's like, oh yeah. Now it's on the face. It, you know, it really. <laughs> is. And and I gotta be honest. Now, normally we do the show every Wednesday. And if people look at past video, usually by the time I'm done, I'm out to here. Like seriously. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. like I'm very. I know it's one day in, but just like the conditioning of it and all, and the holding of of the you butter is fantastic. Right, 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 right. Right. You don't look like a, a bear. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not today. Um, but, um, you know, through through COVID and all that, did you find it difficult to get out and start marketing? Or has everything been kind of a, a smooth transition for you? Um, obviously, with any start of a business, everything's tough. It's not like you're going to sell, you know, 15,000 units in, in, in a week. I wish it was the case. But sure. um, it's not my primary source of income so so for me it's um i just want to get a really good product to everyone um and, and i know it'll get there if it takes time that's fine um but social media is basically um it, it's a blessing i mean basically that's that's our that's our basic you know a advertising right there um we have the shopify page and we have facebook obviously instagram um we're going to get into google ads and all that kind of stuff too but um, I have a far reach, um, in my business. So, um, a lot of the sales came from that reach in the beginning. So hopefully that reach broadens. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But where it sits right now, I'm very happy. Awesome. That, that's the key. I, I got to tell you when <laughs> I gave my wife the website, uh, which is down below the, are you moist.com? She looks at it and she looks at the guy in the picture and she says, is that Jim? And so obviously the beard thing, you know, she's big into it. She thought that was you and was, was getting ready to run outside and meet you before I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I know a lot of these companies have got, you know, the owners, the face. Um, I'm usually not in front of the camera, uh, even in, in, in our industry. The camera could have always been on me. Um, I just chose not to be in front of it. Um, so hopefully this is like kind of like one of my first interviews. So maybe this will be a stepping stone for me to do more. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's, I, I like it. I actually enjoy this product line. I enjoyed making it. I enjoyed bottling it. I enjoyed, these are my formulas for the most part. Uh, yeah, awesome. The Beard Wash is the only one that 
is outsourced, but even when it comes to me, um, I add my little chemicals to it that I that I want in there. So, um, but everything else is handmade by me. Awesome. And um, I'm going to tell you, this is our 138th episode, and we still don't know how to how to interview. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, anything else for uh, for Jim before we? Uh... I, I really, I'm really curious of like what it smells like because I know a lot of products okay. can be overpowering. Jeff yes. is in love with the smell, so. Um, so, what what can you tell us about how the aroma is? So here's what's funny. They Jeff's the one that Jeff chose was actually not my favorite, but it's actually everybody else's favorite, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but the the modern man, which Jeff has, is what the easiest way for me to describe it. it it's like a light cologne scent. Mm. It's not overbearing, but it, it <laughs> not old spice. It's, it's no God no. Oh no 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 no. no. It's a classy kind of. Uh, light cologne kind of scent. But um, the other one, which is one of my favorites, is the Simple Man right here, which I probably should pick up a bitter bottle, a little bit bigger. But this one is like cedarwood patchouli uh, as a base. And then at the end, you get like a freshly squeezed uh, orange kind of scent. Like, uh, so it's it's woody, but refreshing. Um, <laughs> it's a moist so and like woody it. in the same scent. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> hey, I tried to stay decent with the names here. <laughs> and this one right here, which I'm keep butchering this, but this one is the gentleman. So this one is a, a, a light sandalwood base, uh, meaning you probably won't smell it. Um, the end of it is a tobacco, which is more like, hmm. like a grandpa's old pipe smoke. That's what you get more of, more like a cherry wood tobacco-y kind of finish on it. Um, but yeah, they're 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 the three as of right now. Um, by spring, we hope to bring on two to three more. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's basically the scent profiles right there. Um, personally, my favorite is it used to be the gentle one, but now now it's the more citrus and cedar wood one. Maybe I'll grow into the modern man. <laughs> <laughs> now I have an idea of like what each and civil man. That's just a cool name. So that's yeah, awesome. so just. It, It'll only be this will be the only line that that's named like there's not going to be some other man. It's just the gentleman, the simple man, or simple man, and then the modern man, and then everything else after that will either be its own collective or it's just own scent profile, and that's it. But I wanted to come out with a series, so this is the series. <laughs> it's great, and I said everything is absolutely terrific. The product line is great. The design is great. You're doing a great job, and I'm very proud Thank to. You. Say that I know you for all the years that I have known you. For those of you out there, there's www.areyoumoist.com, which is the hashtag I put on mine. And you know, <laughs> uh, it is uh, on Facebook, the Moist Collective. Instagram, of course, the same, the Moist Collective. You can online order right now. Place your orders. Oh. Get it out there. Oh, we got something good. Sorry, I almost forgot about this, but for everybody who listens to the show or friends of the show. Yo Show 15 at checkout, it'll get you 15% off. Wow, you heard it here. 15% off of the Yo Show Yo Show 15. 15 discount. That is absolutely awesome. Because I know a few people mentioned it to me today and asked about it. Hopefully they're checking out or at least watch the replay and Are check out the product. Yeah. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> so check it out again. Um 
www.areyoumoist.com, Facebook at the Moist Collective, Instagram at the Moist Collective. Online ordering is available right now, and it ships out. Support local and support one hell of a great dude who took the time out with us tonight to discuss his product. Jim, I'm a fan. I'm going to try all these aromas. Every time I see Jewel, she's going to smell a new one, and we're oh, going to just yeah. we're going to make it big. Great. Jim Hutton from the Moist Collective. Thank you very Thank much you for very coming. Much. My pleasure, Thank dude. Andrew. And if I may say, you were spot on. Excellent job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks Thank for you making it much. easy. <laughs> hey, that's how we do it here. Uh, I think right. we, we try to make it hard. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. You too. Thanks, Jim. Good night. Good night. That was terrific. Jim Hutton from Moist Collective. You know, the name is catchy. And I know, you know, some people say, well, but it's really funny too like it is and even i didn't know that was the website <laughs> i just yeah. thought you put that hashtag i'm like what are you doing but that's right. like, that's hilarious i know and that's what kind of makes it funnier and like i said some people like some of our regulars like i said like the tiffany moshers maria daniels they all got a kick out of it and i understand it. it's it's kind of a sense of rubber like he said if we make it dirty it's gonna be dirty yeah that's just you you dirty-minded people that's right or me, I make everything dirty too. When yes, yes, you do. Dirty, but I got to tell you what, Jewel. I got number. I got to take this hat off because my I feel like I'm like in a clamp. I, I'm freezing. You know, it, it's chilly. Snowstorm, so it's cold. <laughs> it is cold. I'm very cold. I got all my heaters on. Uh, let's take this opportunity to do uh, a little something I love called man cave scores, Jewel. Because I got a lot of stuff. I accumulate a lot of stuff over the last few days. And uh, what we do is I basically show you stuff that I accumulate and bring into my man cave. Jewel killed it earlier on with some great new displays that got going on behind her. And the sword. And uh, I think, uh, is that Yoshi? It is Yoshi. I have a new cup. Maybe I'll save that for next week. I'm okay. well, pink Yoshi. I love him. Um, you are yeah. a big time Yoshi fan. Now yeah. you took... Is they the Funko Pops you took out of the box? I took them out of the box. Yeah, because, I mean, they're so damn cool. Look at this. Just... I like the black and white one a lot. It's very that cool. Isn't that, that was like a special edition. Oh, breast cancer one you got me. Oh, yeah, I got that for your birthday. Um, yeah, so I got like two Wonder Woman shelves, a Nintendo shelf, a Sailor Moon shelf, and then a Zelda shelf. And, yeah, they're all cool. I'm working on my display. I'm like, I'm an alpha here. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's so tough getting a good background. It is. I, I That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, and it's it's not really the cheapest <laughs> background either. No. Uh, but before I was doing the other table with the with the trophies and all, it was hard to get any of them in. I'm kind of swaying back and forth, so I'm, I'm happy with this one, I guess. I stole it from Kevin Smith. Um, so thank you, Kevin Smith. Did you? Oh, yeah. He was on some show. It was on TBS. It was a show of like a bunch of celebrities and they would judge stories or something. And I seen he had like, like his was giant. I'm like, man, I'd like that. Wow. And then, and then I kind of grew into it and I grew to love it. Um, and that's like actually the first thing. It's a great lead in for Man Cave Score because I scored one of the biggies, one of the, the harder to find expensive Funko Pops over the weekend. I still can't believe I have it because it's so hard to find and it's, it's so old. Just one of my favorite characters when girls do the cosplay and the dress up, it's Velma from Scooby Doo. Cute. 
Very cute and very like it's amazing the cult following behind the Velma figure. So she'll go up on the wall uh, next Jinkies. week. <laughs> Jinkies. It's you know the way that people cosplay her and make her a dirty girl floors me because she's a nerd. She's a nerd. Well, yeah, it's not hard to put the glasses in the skirt. True. This one jewel is like my crown jewel. Um, somebody showed me these on a Facebook page, and it is the um, Seinfeld figural bag oh, wow. clip. So I went out and got none other than Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, he's cute. Isn't he a little clip? And like, he's supposed to hang from handbags or it could be a keychain. I'm doing neither. I'm displaying him, of course, in my house. But I, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and I got me a That's Jerry. Awesome. I actually went to eBay to make sure I got Jerry, because when you buy them, Jewel, you can buy these on Amazon for $6.90. Oh, it's the surprise bags. I know. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's nine characters, and you don't know who you're going to get, like Soup Nazis yeah. there. Like, I want Soup Nazi. What, is that yeah, one? I did, yeah, with the Sailor Moon. But oh, you don't okay. know who you're going to get. But I'm right. like, I got her, because I needed her, but. Yeah, they're um, they're tough. But oh, oh, I wanted to tell you, in the Chamonix Mall, they had um, like stands outside their mall, and they had all of those surprise bags, but they were open, and they were selling them open, so you could like pick and choose who you got. Oh wow, it's pretty wild. Yeah. See, I like stuff like that. I, you know, ah, they're one of my uh, favorite Seinfeld fans, Miss Rebecca Conrad, <laughs> another Canadian as well. Canadians love us. She wants. That Seinfeld back clip, you cannot have it, but you can get them on Amazon. I did I did buy some some little things for myself. I, I have a Sailor Moon, it looks like that. Uh it's a different costume now because she's like different costumes, and then I have a really cool one. I'll save them. Because I, I have another thing coming. Ooh, I'm excited. So, that'd be cool. They have yeah. um they have Sailor Moon Funko Pops too. They do. Yeah, and they're they get pricey. Yeah, since they are very pricey. I mean, yeah. the Velma one, the Velma one, I got a good deal on, but it's it's not normally cheap. I actually thought about reselling it and pocketing myself some extra cash. Um, I actually found an M M&M and M one. Really? <laughs> I was like, should I buy? It? I I just felt like I, I don't know. I, don't I know hear you. Get, but I bought myself Valentine's Day gifts, so I felt weird. I'm like, I'm just not gonna. I this can wait, but it, it's really cute. It's be wrap. Rabbit little microphone. I go on um, eBay and Mercari, and I'll tell you what Mercari's I, expensive. It can right, get right. crazy. Mercari's not for deals. I've gotten some decent deals on Mercari, but you got to kind of make your bid. You got to kind of hope you got somebody desperate to get rid of it, or you got somebody who really doesn't know what it's worth. Like, <clears throat> as we know, I talk a lot about my Nikki Six, which is like my crown jewel of my Funko Pop collection. Now, Nikki Six, you see it selling anywhere from $150, $200. It's insane. It's getting higher every day. It's getting harder and harder to find. I don't know why. Wow. Somebody, somebody sold a Mercari for $38. Really? <laughs> I can't. That guy yeah. needs to be my friend. I know. That's... The oddest ones for me, I find, like Space Ghost, $150. And it yeah. will not budge. I'm like, what? Who? Like, I, I mean, I grew up with it, so I think it's great, but... Really? Like, come on. The, like I said, like, ones, they wouldn't guess, like, um, you know, wrestling fans, of course, know Sting. 
And there was this thing with the white face, and there's this thing with the red face. This thing with the red face is, again, a very expensive, valuable figure. I don't know why. They look exactly the same. Only one's red, one's white. But there's like a big difference financially. I don't get it. Um, I was going to say, that I didn't know. Yeah. Well, Kevin Smith's a man. I really want to go to Red Bank and go to his comic book store. Because obviously I love uh, all comic book stuff. But um, yeah, it's just a cool background. I, I, I just feel like backgrounds are so important for everyone. Like you see all these interviews every day. And you see into these people's homes. You're like, well... You didn't care about your <laughs> background. So, I don't know. If you try, Jesus Amaro, I love um, Jesus's because it's all sneakers. And every every episode, he changes the color pattern of the sneakers. Like, he'll have all red sneakers. That's oh, cool. It's a wall, you know? I'm like, damn, that's a lot of sneakers. But, uh, yeah, it's cool to show off your collection. Um, who was the other one? Oh, Eminem had all of uh, his cassettes that he just it was just a huge collection he's like i couldn't afford these you know back then so i just went to i'm proud of this you know it's cool yeah, to show that off that's very cool Lori eisner it's never too late to say a phrase like love seinfeld never too late and thank you for the comment but you can't have my jerry Specifically, <laughs> went and got jerry no jerry for you no jerry for you there's a soup nazi i gotta get soup nuts next that's so cute. The last thing, and I feel like embarrassed when I ask for something. And I didn't mean to ask for these, and it just kind of happened. One of our former guests just. You did. <laughs> I, I did. Because I love this woman, and she went the full board. So, one of our former guests, Sherry Nelson, uh, was uh, appeared in Maxim Magazine. And she's a beautiful woman, and definitely deserved of it. And she was on our show, and, and we had a great time with her. So, she sends me the copy, first of all, because I said, can you get me a copy? And she does. And uh, you know, she autographs her amazing picture here. Jeff the Shark. It's XOXO Sherry. Beautiful. But then she goes above and beyond, as she always does, because that's the kind of person she is. And they get this beautiful black and white photo. And it says, oh, wow. yeah, the Yo Show number one in entertainment. Sherry Nelson. So, Jewel, when we finally get a studio, this is going up on our wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I got frames. I got the wrong size. But uh, that's definitely going up. And then, and then to bring it all home, she says the phrase that, of course, makes me so very weak. Jeff the Shark, best legs in entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, I still don't know what she's talking about. But I thank her, and she even said, you know, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Ladies all think you're handsome. All right. She is the absolute sweetest person on the planet. I love, I love Sherry her. so much. Yeah, so do I. She's just a doll, and she's very thoughtful. She sent me these beautiful candies for Christmas, and she, you said she sent something your way. I, I don't know if you want to share it but it, it's up to you she sent me a beautiful arrangement for my birthday i was so not expecting that um i you know i, I wasn't even here my my brother you know he's my neighbor he's like you, you got a big packet i'm like sherry you didn't have to do that she's just the absolute best sweetest person ever she's just a lovely lovely person <laughs> she is and we are just beyond 
honored and thrilled to have her part of our Yosho family, as we mm-hmm. like to say. And uh, we get people to just send us great stuff. Some people just like, they just do it, man. Like Tiffany Mosher sent us the books and the tea. And we're like, wow. Like, and, you know, Brianna Dale's like, if you guys want calendars, I'll send you calendars. And it's just, it's just great. It makes us feel great. It definitely makes us feel loved and makes all this worthwhile. Um, so we thank you, everybody. And that's what we want the show background to be is all of our illustrious guests just plastered all over our studio because we have so much memorabilia from everyone. And it's amazing, like through the years, what we've acquired and, and we just want to support them and that, that we have to work on that, how to collage it all. We do. Or maybe just start getting pictures of everybody to have them send us back autograph I don't know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or pic- or pictures with them. We need to do that too. Yeah, we started doing that in the yeah. studio, and then you know that fell flat real fast. And uh, I got. You have like three or four. You have one with Emily. Yeah, I've got. I got one with Emily, which never comes out. It's always fuzzy. Really? <laughs> Every time I try to share it somewhere, it's fuzzy. Oh. Um, Emily is traveling on the road, and she had mentioned. Um, I'm going to jinx it because I hate saying things that don't happen, but. Um, I'm going to find it real quick. I'm going to find Emily sent me a message and told me that um, her dance team is on tour with the band Saving Abel. And uh, she said maybe she can arrange something and have Saving Abel on our show. And I'm familiar with them, but they've got a monstrous following on Facebook and Instagram. Like, wow, that would be awesome. So we'll see what we can do. Because right now we don't have a St. Patty's Day show, but maybe we, oh no, that's, that's a while away. She might be back by then. We'll figure it out. We'll see. See if we can get Sherry and um, Sherry, um, Emily, and Saving Able to come on. That'd be pretty awesome. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a cool name. It is a very cool name. Uh, Jewel, I'm going to leave it up to you. Do we do topics now and do upcoming shows later or upcoming shows now and topics later? Mm, let's do topics. Let's do topics. The lady speaks. And of course, we do because we've got a lot of topics. And uh, I said to Jewel today, I texted her, you know, if we got to go on the 1030, we're going to 1030. What are you going to do? We're, we're just, we're just, we just pack so much great stuff in. Mm. And we do it for you people because we love you. Uh, so I'm let's. My bladder. <laughs> you can take a time out. Let's start uh, first of all. And I know this is a subject that is 50 50. Some people are happy about it and some people are like, Meh. but of course, um, today, uh, radio personality and political radio personality, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, passed away at the age of 70 years old. Of course, uh, Limbaugh had a very um, conservative side to him. He was more of the Republican side, but he he did have a lot of things to say, very opinionated, and you know people kind of lashed out about that today. And I, I don't think it's funny when anybody dies. I don't think it's nice to mock somebody when they die. Uh, so that's kind of what we do. Uh, wish and, and send our condolences to the Limbaugh family, the surviving members, Rush Limbaugh, dead at 70. Jill, do you have any really action? Because I know you're a lot younger than uh, in the days where Limbaugh really said some obnoxious stuff that really twisted people around. Are you familiar with a lot of his work? Right. Um, I'm, I'm really not <laughs> at all. Yeah, and um, that's okay. I've heard, you know, stuff, I, I mean, controversial stuff and all that. Um, no, it's just, you know, he enjoyed a cigar. I do know that. So, and he, he loved smoking. So, uh, 70s, 70s young. So, um, just 
RIP. I'm not right. going to say anything else. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, but there, there was just some obnoxious posts today. I'm like, I'm really, like somebody dies on you. Uh, a subject I love to talk about from a person I'm not that crazy about. And, of course, it's uh, Sarah Silverman. Now, Sarah Silverman came out today and, you know, she pretty much ripped herself for her 2007 appearance on the uh, Video Music Awards, uh, where she kind of came down on Britney Spears. And I got the quotes right here, Joel, and I'm like dumb fan of these because either you're a comedian and you need material, the kind of stuff she said was just disgusting. And we'll go back to it. Uh, she was quoted as saying, you know, Britney is a mother. Seems like just a few years ago, she was dressing slutty and riding a python right here on this very stage. Okay. Haha. But then she comes out at the end and calls her children the two cutest mistakes you'll ever see. Too much? Um, so, you know, Sarah Silverman was married to Jimmy Kimmel. It, uh... She was a part of a lot of roasts, so they told her to roast Britney. Um, that was her comedy. You know, I have, I have mixed feelings on Sarah Silverman because I didn't think her like television presence was funny, but I did see her at Penn State. I saw her stand-up act, and it was hilarious. Like I, I, I never laughed once at her show, at, at like her television show, but seeing her live, she was really funny. Um... It just seemed like the thing to do back then, not saying that it's right. It's just what was expected. Like, why do we have roasts so they could pick fun? I mean, yeah, it was poor, poor taste. Like, you should just not ever talk about someone's children, ever. Um, and she feels bad for it. And and now we're in a thing where, you know, we're all going back and, you know, going through every comment with a fine tooth comb and you know we're attacking justin we're attacking diane sawyer like we're attacking all these people like i get it like people make mistakes and, and yeah. to have that so public and archived and it's just there forever like there's no getting rid of it so yeah i mean she felt bad for it she apologized she also felt pressure to do it and she was you know trying to make herself a shock shock comedian at the time so yeah. i mean it was wrong she apologized at the same time a lot of people did the same thing and a lot of people poke fun of her that shouldn't have so <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go along with you on that i, I will and i i kind of went in with a different spirit before the show started and that's why we do it and that's why we share these topics and i guess i kind of agree i mean that's the pressure back then to hey if you want to be funny Here's what you got. Work with it. Um, I felt bad because obviously you, when and seeing the documentary, you see what kind of a bad place Brittany was in at the time. But and we, take, we take mental health a lot more seriously now than we did yes. even 10, 10, 15 years ago. So now it's just like you say one wrong thing and people attack you for good reason. Like, no, 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 this is not right. We're going to stand up for you saying that to someone else. Like, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. So it's good that people have supporters in that way but in the same token it's like i can't say anything or i'm gonna get canceled you know yeah and you know we definitely um as i said earlier too with olivia king we definitely try to tote the line like we don't really like to take sides uh we don't like to you know 
trash or belittle or do anything of that nature. And it is hard right now. It's hard to say a whole lot of anything without somebody's, you know, like you said, they're all leaning like, what? What? Give me something. Yeah, someone's going to be help, no matter what. Yeah. Like even saying moist, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> yeah. Like even like if you don't like it, like stage left, like this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> if you don't like it, literally click off. Like you're here by your own free choosing. So what do you hey, do? You are, you are welcome to, to leave, but don't because we love you. Um, here's something that's very yo showish, And this topic is just, it's right there with me. Um, Fox NFL Sunday booth announcer Joe Buck admits on several occasions that he has shared and had several tequila cocktails with his partner, Troy Aikman. They asked Buck. Buck said, look, sometimes it's a chill way to do it. Just relax with a cocktail or two and <laughs> get over here so fast. Uh, kind of speak, really. Oh, my God, it's over. New setup is destroyed. <laughs> Good night. So let's be honest. We talked about it earlier when we had this potential move for our show, and we said, you know, if you can't have the cocktail, etc., what fun is it? I know you're an advocate of this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lovely thing we can do that we probably couldn't do in a lot of other places. So yeah, it's enjoyable. It's better when. You know, I'm a babysitter, <laughs> so I can enjoy one or two. Um, but yeah, it's the nerves. Like I don't know. I like, like Olivia said, I have anxiety, so I need something to calm down. This is just pressure. It's pressure for me. That's why I kept saying it during the interview. Um, but you know, it's it's a good relaxer. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> There's been moments for like. And, you know, being an avid sports fan, there's been moments where I'm watching a game and you see people on social media, like, they'll even come out and say, like, what's, what's up with Buck tonight? Sounds like he's drunk. Good for him. I <laughs> know. <laughs> complain. Hey, I'm not complaining. It's not like he's doing it on camera, like in a major, like with millions of people. And he's like, hey, take him. He's having, right. you know, a little sip or two when the camera's not on him. I mean, the camera's on us, but again, we're not belligerent. I mean, wasn't it so much more entertaining before when you could drink on camera like the uh, the Rat Pack? Those yeah. guys were hammered. Right. so funny to watch. Dean Martin, man. Tell me, yeah. about, like, I don't think Dean Martin's ever been on TV sober. <laughs> My Graham had the collection, so I have it, like the Dean Martin collection. What a mess. <laughs> oh my god, man. He would sing drunk, but his music was good, though. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, he was sounds drunk in that song, recorded or not. <laughs> That's <I'm> more. Right. <laughs> People used to just drink and smoke everywhere. It's amazing. Even like looking at like my mom always had home movies going. She always yeah. set up a camera. It's like secret. <laughs> not weird. Just like a family parties and like Christmas and stuff like that. And imagine like Christmas at my Graham's house and like. I didn't know that person smoked. She's smoking right on the couch. Like it's just crazy. It was so natural. It. Even yeah. even like you know, not so long ago when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just crazy how it's just everything is changed. They, they have the movie um, 
61 was an HBO movie. Uh, Billy Crystal directed it. It was the story of Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle in the chase for the home run record. And, uh, and it's funny because in the movie, they're like, ah, oh, Mantle is such a wild guy. And Maris is so straight laced. Here's Maris like smoking up the store. I'm like, boy, well, he was that straight laced. He's smoking. And people said, everybody smoked back then. Yeah. It was extremely acceptable and almost kind of classy back then. Yeah. <laughs> wild. Amazing. Yeah. Um, another wild, crazy story. Speaking of football, I was speaking of athletes, not football, talking baseball, but athletes. Um, former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson found dead at the age of 38 in a hotel room. Uh, his family reported he had been missing for about a month. Um, and then found dead. They said, obviously, originally they said no, uh, no force, no like bodily harm. And now they're assuming that police said it was, uh, what they call chronic alcoholism so apparently he might have drank himself to death or maybe drugs and alcohol 38 years old pretty scary story now isn't it more probable that it was mixed i mean i'm just saying like from an alcoholism standpoint it, it i mean it really takes your 38 pretty young yeah. to just like your whole body shut down like that's that's one of the worst ways i mean did you ever see leaving las vegas like yes. it, it takes a lot, like nonstop, all day long. Ugh. It's just not pretty. Um, so maybe, since he's so young, maybe another thing was a part of that. I don't know. Yeah, makes it, it just seems weird that it's chronic alcoholism. Like, right. It could have maybe chronic alcoholism could have led to a spiral of events. Uh, um, we haven't gotten official autopsy. I read chronic alcoholism today. Uh, and of course, you know, alcoholism is a big factor. You know, we're like you said, you know, all right, so you got a babysitter, you have a cocktail or two, I'll have a, have a few beers during the show, whatever it is. But there is a fine line that when you're dependent on it, and a lot of people are dependent on it, don't even realize they are until it's too late. Yeah. Now, my wife said, oh, it doesn't make sense. She was going for a month. Might have had a fight with the wife. Maybe concussion syndrome kicks in as well, and he feels he's a threat. So he makes his way out and figures he's safer. And then this happens. Terrible story. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. Yeah. Tough. Terrific ball player as well. Excellent uh, receiver. Big, strong guy. Uh, Vincent Jackson, 38 years old. Very sad story. Uh, You wanted to talk about, and I'm going to get into it because I started looking into it. And I, hopefully you got all kind of research on this. Uh, We're going to talk about some upcoming movies. And the two that you pointed out were, um, Cruella and Mortal Kombat. Um, what do you got? You got some scoop on these upcoming movies? Um, so I love I love the Disney villains. Like I I just love Disney. I love Maleficent, like Maleficent and, and Sleeping Beauty. But I, I I I thought the movie was just so well done. Um, Angelina Jolie, like <clears throat> this Cruella with um, what's her name? I gotta look it up. I, I saw the picture. I yeah, uh, the costume looks, is excellent. Yeah, no, she's great. She's a fantastic actress. It looks so sad. Like, it looks like a tragedy. I don't know. Maleficent, they gave her, like, you know, it, she she saved the princess. Like, they got the story all twisted. But yeah. it's like, no, I'm a mess. I'm a psycho. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Everyone just hate me. I kill puppies. It's sad. It's really 
I don't know if I want to see this. I don't know if I want my kid to see this. Like it's yeah. pretty depressing. The I'll outfit is it for sure. The costume, oh. the costume spot on. The costume's great. Oh, she's good. Glenn Close. I mean, I love Glenn Close's top puppies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was always one of my favorites. Um, Mortal Kombat, also one of my favorite games. I love the movie, but there's some characters I don't recognize, like. I don't know. I know Shao, Shao, Shao Kong. There's Liu Kang. There's Raiden. Sonya. Sonya Blade. Um, there's some odd ones. I know Jax. But I, I don't know where like Jade is. I don't know where Johnny Cage is. I don't know. I think they're switching it up too much. I think uh, I blew up my spelling combat with a C, didn't I? It is K, isn't it? Not it it's K. Combat. It's K I, and the article I read was the article I read was a C. Damn it. I just followed along. Yeah, it's okay. Did you play Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I did. I played Mortal Kombat. I, wasn't, I was okay at the fighting games. I was one of them guys that just kept pounding on the button. And Scorpion. Pounding. Where's Scorpion? There's no Scorpion. Sub-Zero? Where's oh, Sub-Zero? Sub -Zero? Is, is he like the guy? Yeah. Is he like the man in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> so, I don't know. They better add my characters. Um... I love this, Street Fighter. They have to do a new Street Fighter. Too, I like Street maybe. Fighter too. I yeah. like that as well. Mortal, Mortal Kombat is going to be a Netflix series, I believe. Oh, I thought that was that was a movie. Like a. I'm not. Sure. I, I thought I read. I know it's going to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's movie I or series. Don't like a lot of the new like live action Netflix series. Like, stop it. Yeah. No, it just ruins it for some reason. For because. Me. In my opinion, now they're getting lazy. Like, look, it's on Netflix. You're going to watch it. You know? Yeah. Like, with all the, the superhero movies, I don't know. I, sometimes I just like a a nice, well-developed movie instead of a chintzy Netflix. Oh, like, I tried to watch The Titans, which were on, um, well, I have it on HBO Max. It's It's raunchy. Like, it's rated R. There's a lot of, like, murder and stuff, which I didn't know because I tried to... You know, Joey watches Teen Titans. So I'm like, oh, it's cute. We could watch it again. No, yeah. you cannot. No? There's cursing and bad things and murder. Um, and but, it's the Teen Titan characters? And it's like... A, yes. Really? Like Dick Grayson yeah. and all that. Yeah, well, the first scene is like Dick Grayson and his whole family getting slaughtered at the circus. I'm like, great. Thanks. Uh, but, uh, oh, but you know what Netflix series I am excited about? I'd like to know. Wednesday. Wednesday Adams. They're doing a whole uh, lot really? See, I'm, I know. I just, yeah, right. and they're, is they're it, talking is, about... Is it Young Wednesday or like a grown-up Wednesday? So it's based on her. It's Tim Burton. And it's going to be her like going through uh, school. Like, like a boarding school-esque type oh, of thing. Oh, wow. I'm but then people, fan people are talking. They're like, what if Christina Ricci's Morticia? <laughs> Stop. I love her. I know. And what if Angelica Houston is somehow involved as Granny? Mm, that's good. I know. I know. She's my favorite. I love I love the Adams Family. I love Ricci Christina kinda, Ricci, too. Yeah, she I just, just wanted kinda, to be Christina Ricci. Like, she kind of faded away. Like I love her. I know she had her weird moments, but I... Mm. That's always been like my my Hollywood love. There there are this um I gotta find out the real name. But I just saw her on like a Comic Con interview. Oh my god. 
we tried to get her so many times. <laughs> I know. I have reached out, and it was funny when I was listening to Olivia King, and I'm like, you know, what we do is, and you know, we try it once, and then we stop. No, my apologies, Christina Ricci, for watching. Yeah, me too. Sorry. Her manager probably hates us to death because I, I mean, well, her. She and just did have a movie out with John Cusack. It's like hard, I tried watching it, but no, well, corny for my taste. John Cusack can be corny. What are you doing? There is an old fashioned time of Sally Rose. Cool. If you're Chibi Lisa, you'll get followed by Luna. That's really cool. We have to get that. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Awesome. Um. <laughs> Now she has space to be in, in more of the shots, so yeah, she's welcome. <laughs> it's funny as she thinks she's sneaking in, yet you can just see her pop right in. <laughs> <laughs> she's the best. Um, oh, I want to do this. There's a few people watching. I want to do this because last week I blew it. This week I want to do it. I got to find the headline first. Uh, of course, can't find the headline now. Yep. There it is. I know, that's not it. <laughs> All right, we don't have the headline. Anyway, last a uh, couple weeks ago, Jewel wanted us to choose our favorite Mario Kart character. And uh, we did. We, uh, we got the pictures here. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Wario, and Bowser. So we took a poll, Jewel Tady, because okay. you think I didn't, just because I forgot last week. I, I did think you forgot. Mm -hmm. I didn't forget this week. I got I did percentages because, um, and the eighth place tie, a three way tie in eighth place between Donkey Kong, Peach, and Bowser. Oh, wait, and I zero. Have, I have all the characters here. Wait, don't pull them up. Look at that. You're gonna. <laughs> well, I have five of them. Four of them. Luigi. Okay, go ahead. Right, so Donkey Kong, Peach, and Bowser each got 0% of the votes. What? Yeah, zero. So Peach, we got a full cart. Peach. Oh, poor Peach. God, I can't. She's a troublemaker, though, Princess Peach. She's good. I mean, wait, would you say Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, Peach, and Bowser each got zero. See, they're the medium. They're the medium people. No, I'm sorry. Donkey Kong and Bowser are the heavyweights. But they have power. Like, they slam into someone, and you're getting knocked off the track. That's surprising. My sister's always Donkey Kong when we play. Fifth place tie. Three-way tie. Fifth place. Luigi, Wario, and Mario. There's Luigi. Hey, Luigi! He's, like, ice dancing. What's he doing? That's he doesn't mock stand up. She's mocking us Italian people. Cancel culture on Luigi. He's hurting my feelings. But yeah, ten percent Luigi, Wario, and Mario. I'm surprised Luigi and Mario beat freaking um, Donkey Kong and Bowser. That's amazing. He's the main character. Mario's the main character. He would got the most. He's the. It's Mario Kart for God's sake. Yeah. You don't want to be Mario. Like you're always Mario. Mario has to play all the games. So you're That's gonna be true. Different. That's true. You always do have to be Mario. Side so like, note: uh, we're 
we beat Mario Odyssey in like two days. That is one of the funnest Mario games ever. It's so cool. I love it. Not to check it out. The missus is a Mario junkie too. Uh, second place with 30% of the votes was Toad. That's surprising. A lot of people love Toad. I am shocked by that. This isn't Toad. This is a one-up. But... You know what Toad's Japanese name is? And Nintendo World has a Canopio Cafe. Canopio. Canopio. Now that is cute. Canopio with 30% of the votes. I don't think there was that many Toad fans. The winner, the He's winner, dead. the first placer. That's going to make Jill Tatey very happy. 40% of the votes for Yoshi. There's so many Yoshis. And you're a gigantic Yoshi fan, which I find Yoshi adorable. Pies. Yoshi's cute. Wow. That's cool. He's flying. Well, I have a Yoshi coming in, and it's pretty massive. So that's what, that was the surprise for next week. He's pretty big. So I was excited. But Yoshi is my absolute favorite. I love Yoshi. And that's why you threw the category out there because you want people to know about your love of Yoshi. And that was amazing. Pretty much the the consensus was pretty much Toad and Yoshi. And Mrs. Yoshi Ambio. You know, you know about Amiibo. I always say Ambios. You know what Amiibos are? Yeah. Wait, Amiibo. Wait. I'm thinking of something different. Hit so me with it. These, I'm thinking like because you can use them. You can use them in games, but like oh, I get okay. You have the yep. thing, and then you, they can help you in the game. Okay, yeah, I have a theory because Yoshi and Toad are the fast. I think Toad is the fastest because he has the less the least amount of weight, and uh, but they also get crushed by the bigger guys. You can't slam Toad into Bowser. Bowser's going to knock him off the board. So that's why I like Yoshi because he's a little, you know, heftier than than Toad. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, the weight classes and everything, and they they do a lot. Now, when you get into Mario Kart Eight, there's a whole. There's so many people you can be. Uh, yeah, you can be Link, which is awesome. Yeah, people got maybe like, oh, you don't have like all the games. Oh, it was that basic eight person character picture. Why yeah, can't you like just... tires drift? You get the umbrellas, kites. Stick to the picture. Like the classics. Yeah. Well, Mario 64 is what I always played. Yeah. Pretty much. So you yeah. are Luigi. So yeah. if you couldn't be Luigi, who was your second pick? I can't say. Peach. <laughs> no, <I'm> Mario! <laughs> oh. I like the Italian guys. I gotta tell you. That's funny. Yeah, they're like the standard, I would say. Yeah. Mario, Peach, Luigi, they're like the middle the middle weights. I don't know. If I couldn't be Yoshi, I would be Toad. But Peach is pretty pretty she's always like a good character to be. And she floats, like if you play her in the other Mario game, she floats, she like flies. (laughs) I found this one surprising. I, I found it surprising because of the number. Um Chris Cornell's wife, the late Chris Cornell, his wife is suing Soundgarden over royalties. Now, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. the The number that she was offered was three hundred thousand dollars. Doesn't oh. that sound pretty putrid for Soundgarden? That that's what they sold it for. It's like a buyout. They were going to buy. They're they're offering a buyout. 
Right. I am with her on this. They they said they would buy her out of Chris's portion of Soundgarden for three hundred thousand dollars. That's insane. She said the last check that I got for his royalties was like she didn't put an exact number. She said a lot bigger than this. And I guess I don't know how it works to say like the record company takes so much and contracts take so much and all, but three hundred thousand dollars for Soundgarden? No, that's insane. I would hold out. Do you know I'd... who I am? <laughs> I'd be... Yeah, I'd be in court. For sure. I mean, sometimes you hear, like, you know, the, the wives that would do what, and you're like, no. But this, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that that's a pretty, that that's a, I don't know. I don't get that number. I think it's very low. Um, we like to well, wish. Royalties now, I don't know oh. what royalties now are compared to when, like, CDs are big and stuff like that. Like, I don't know the ins and outs. And I, I, I kind of think I might have read it wrong. It may not be royalties. It might just be like a total, like like a buyout. Yeah, I won't go for that. Which makes no sense whatsoever. I wouldn't go for that either. Um, our former friends, not our former friends, but a former uh, past guest, uh, the Glam Skanks, have changed their name to Retra. New singer, new drummer, uh, and a name change, kind of a rebranding. Uh, we were Sam Luck, great girls. We had them on uh, twice. I had a pleasure meeting them in Glenside. Um, I didn't get a scoop, but do you think it's kind of a, right now we're in a sticky situation in the planet, the way we say everything kind of move, or do you think just a general move? Um, I, mm, yeah, I can see them probably getting heat for their name nowadays. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with rebranding. No. Uh, as long as, you know. I mean, I, we, we love their music. They were on before, and we love the band. So, yeah, just keep putting out great music. Yeah, I really don't care what you call yourself as long as your music's good. I gotta be honest. Like, a, a band name doesn't really move me one, there, one way or the other. But it might turn people off, so that's probably what they were trying to avoid. Well, well, go figure. People being turned off by something. Yeah. Not like the Moist Collective. And my man, Jim Hutton, who killed it tonight. And he uh, messaged me and said, sorry, I messed up. I, I didn't hear mess up. That was great. Um, I got to get the... He didn't, uh, up. he didn't mess up. Got it just in time. Should I turn up that theme song? Should we get ready? Uh, let's go down the list of everybody's going to be on the show because there's so many darn people that are going to be on the show. I, I kind of overbooked the crap out of us, but that's a good thing. We can just glam skank off of here. Thank you, ladies. All right, Joe, so we're going to real quickly run down the list of guests that are coming on the show in the next couple months because we're booked into like May. It's awesome. We've got some awesome people coming up. Uh, let's start off with uh, next week. We have uh, actress Chanel Ryan coming on the program. She's pretty awesome. Matter of fact, I got you know, she's like, I'm going to get the email you one week before the show. I got to remember that. Chanel Ryan next week, February 24th at 8 p.m. right here. Uh, we come back the following week, March 3rd. Uh, another podcaster. Uh, yoga podcast author, all that good stuff. 
from Sexy Freedom Media, Miss Helen Edwards. We'll be our very special guest. This is, uh, we've got a picture of her book right there, Nothing Sexier Than Freedom. Helen Edwards is going to be our guest on the program March 3rd. Uh, March 10th, you know I'm excited. Our dear, dear friend, the beautiful and a lovely Miss Alyssa May. My, ooh, Alyssa May, it's going to be on the program. She, of course, the bringeth of Jamie Kennedy to Jules' birthday. We love her. She'll be on a program. She's so cute. And I love her. March 10th. Uh, as we know, we spoke about it. March 17th is St. Patty's Day. That is to be determined. March 24th, one of our great friends is coming on. From Successfully Chaotic. Happy one-year anniversary to Successfully yeah, Chaotic. Happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Maria Daniels. She's too much fun, man. She's like the male Jeff. That ought to be a treat. I fear for you all. <laughs> I fear for you all on March 21st. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> I know, right? She's great there. Such a busy bee. March 31st, ladies and gentlemen, the questions are going to come hard and heavy. Uh, you know, Ms. Mike Barnes from Karate Kid and a lot of great soap operas. It's Sean Cannon coming back to the program. And Jewel, I, just, I get so excited. Seeing his Instagram because he's doing us karate stuff. He keeps hashtagging Cobra Kai. We're going to ask him on March 31st what the future is of bad boy Mike Barnes. Stoked. He was our second ever. He's great. We go to April. And April 7th, the leader of the uh, great foundation, Ladies Who Rock for a Cause, also a great singer in her own right. Sharon Leah will be our very special guest. We're very excited to have that. Uh, March 14th, and April 14th, rather, folks, the man that needs no introduction, the one and only Mr. Aaron Paul. I get excited to seeing his face because he's always great energy, and we love him, and he's just one of our all-time greatest guests. And, uh, you know, if you put all the numbers together, he might be our all-time most listened to guest. I got to look that up. Now I'm very curious. But that is April 14th. The one and only Aaron Paul. A couple new announcements. Um, April, we, we do jump into May. So we got some slots. We're not totally booked up. <laughs> uh, May 12th, Jewel. A lovely and talented violinist by the name of Liz Kitts. She's going to be on a program. I love it. I love violinist. Oh I love the... Um, we had the Fens of Rock. Awesome. And this girl's really good. And uh, she plays a lot of uh, big-time concerts and tours. And, and I asked her, Bjorn, she's like, well, I didn't think anybody would be that interested in an interview. I definitely am. And Liz Kitts is going to be on our program on May 12th. And we just got this one the other day, May 19th. The band is known as Kono. Their lead singer is the very lovely Morgan Konopelski. They have a hit. So, Joel, they just got this song out and immediately jumped into the top 100. It's now like at 90 and great pop artist. And she's such a sweetheart. And she showed a video of her responding to it. And it's just adorable. And I came around and said, look, I love it. We want to have you on our show. She's like, oh, my God, yes, I would love it. So that is May 19th. Kono lead singer Morgan Konopelski. And that is our lineup for right now, Joel. We are so darn busy. But... Solid. Booked. Pretty heavily solid. But but we love it. And we love doing it. Um, we love it so much. We ran 20 minutes behind the night. And no, neither of us even really noticed or cared. 
Yep. Well. <laughs> well, I know. I know one of us noticed. I give you a hint. Her bladder just has the toughest time surviving. Uh, <laughs> that is. Uh, that's all. We're going to send you away uh, for the evening. I want to give a humongous thanks uh, to Olivia King, our terrific guest tonight. And uh, don't forget to look her up. Olivia King Music. www.olivia kingmusic.com is where you can find her and of course Apple Music, Spotify, the whole nine yards two great songs tonight, she was lovely so we thank her for coming on, we of course give a gigantic thanks to my man Jim Hutton from the Moist Collective, uh, great beard products, butters, oils shampoos to make your beard nice, soft and smell delicious don't forget the Yo Show 15 is the code to buy right now now, up until Sunday, Jim texts me. He's like, I forgot to say, the code's only good until Sunday. So if you watch the show, watch the replay, one of the great beer products, the Yo Show 15 is your 15% off coupon code. Until this Sunday, good luck to Jim. Thank you for joining us on the program as well. Jewel, I got to see you on Monday. I got you all night tonight. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it was a great show. I'm happy to be back here <laughs> now we had to brace for a snowstorm the texas storm is moving up here so uh, stay warm stay safe everyone yeah that's a great call uh, i wouldn't even say the douche word tonight stay safe stay warm you don't have to necessarily mob the stores but just get your supplies and uh make sure everybody's safe because we need you back next wednesday mm-hmm. have a great evening everybody for jewel Taney, i am jeff the shark perini have yourself a safe evening. We will see you next week, Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Bye-bye. Bye. We're going to uh, send you out with the music of St. Ricketts at www.stricketts.com with Fire Cannot Burn. Have a great night.
the point of it just to, just to raise new lights of love. So, so we'll fall in the anger and 